Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And who boy, uh, do we have a bonus show to watch this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the stuff, everybody. Yeah, well, and how it started was somebody on The Current mentioned Squid Game, and they were going to do a segment on the Squid Game. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't listen to it. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't listen to it. But anyway, so I was going on net Netflix to look for something to watch and what pops up but Squid Game. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, I'll start timing. watching this. Yeah. I'll start watching this. It was the same day. Oh my God. Okay. And so I started with she, number one. She watches then, number one and she tells me, you got to watch this show. You have to watch this show. And so I say what I always say. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll watch the first episode, right? And then uh, I'll watch the first episode and see if I think it's worth covering, too. Although, I mean, every time she tells me we got to cover one of these things, she's pretty much always right. So I wasn't I wasn't going to be surprised if she was right about this. Uh, and then and I'll watch episode one. I'll see if I want to watch it, too. And then I said uh, my my famous last words. You just decide how many uh, episodes you want to watch for the first episode, because it's nine episodes. That's going to take a while to watch. And then I'll watch that many episodes, and we'll do that, and then we'll watch the rest. So I start watching the first episode, and I'm like, oh my god. When you get to the end of that first episode, you you just like, it's so audacious that yeah. I had to keep watching. And so I'm like, I immediately started the second episode, and the second episode is even more incredible in a lot of ways, which we'll talk about as we go. And so, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be strict with myself. I'm going to watch four episodes, half the show tonight. Then I'm going to get to the ep end of episode four and I'll start. And then the next day I'll come back and I'll watch the rest of it. That, that was honestly my plan. And then I got to the end of episode four. <laughs> and as anyone who's seen the show knows, well, under no circumstances can you stop watching the show at the end of episode four. <laughs> it can't be done. It's the one most, you know, brutal cliffhanger in the entire show. Yeah, it is. It's the most it is. brutal It's the most brutal cliffhanger, cliffhanger in the whole so show. You, yeah, so you absolutely. have to go, at least you tell yourself, well, I'll just watch the beginning of episode five. <laughs> no. But no, then I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm not sleeping tonight. I'm watching the rest of Squid Game. And that's exactly what I did. Because, god damn it, is yes. this an incredibly well-made show. Yeah, well, I will tell the rest of my story, Please which was go. because I was slower watching it because I've got all this work to do and oh, I yeah. had been away for 10 days. And um, it was just like I, mean, I, I had so much work to catch up on and I'm still catching up on it. And so I was just watching. And then as luck would have it, Thursday night, <laughs> an alarm, a fire alarm goes off in the middle of my clock, not even in the middle at about an hour in. And we're watching. A documentary, Kanesatake. And so I went, we all had to go outside. Nobody knew what was going on. We didn't know how long we were going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, guys, y'all want to go home and watch the rest of it? And we'll discuss <laughs> it next week. And um, so that's, uh, oh yeah, well, of course. Were they going to say no? No, of course not. So. They're not fools. Yeah, so I told them I would send them up a link and I would put it on the CMS. Yeah. And that would be fine, right? And I came home and I watched the rest of it. 
Oh my god, yeah, we powered through this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched I watched right to the end and then I phoned you. And I like, okay. We, yeah, we talked on Friday, about it do you right want to do it? Do you want to do it today or do you want to do it tomorrow? <laughs> we were not going to wait around. Oh. Uh, okay, so my. this is going to be a spoiler intensive podcast. It can't we're, be anything else. No, we're going to assume you've all watched Squid Game, like we and we're just going to talk about it. So we're going to not get too deep into the synopsis of what happens, because we're going to assume everybody watched it, because it's literally the most popular television show on it's number Earth number one in moment. Canada. Yeah. It's number one everywhere. everywhere. It's know. crazy how popular this thing is. Like, it's great. It's I know, but it, so well put together. It it's amazingly well made. And, and that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the production. We're going to be talking about the themes. Oh. Uh, we're going to just be talking about why we love this show as much as we did, you know, and that's, that's going to be what we're here for. All right. So, uh, let's get started, uh, for the sake of, uh, and I just, you can do it if you want. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't, but for the sake of, you know, sanity and me not humiliating myself with, uh, bad pronunciations, I'm going to spend most of the time you referring to people by their game numbers. Just for simplicity's sake. <laughs> uh, uh, Jihun is the lead, though. Jihun is the lead, and that's that's going to be easy to remember. And so, as you all know, hopefully, the show starts with Jihun, a man who is coded in every conceivable way as just an utter waste of space. Yes, like well, let, is... let's just talk about how... The one thing I want to talk about is Please. first... Just how it opens. Okay. It's okay. so slow. Oh, Right? Yeah. You know, you start watching it, and you have a voiceover, and it's in black and white, and they're playing The explanation this thing. of what the Squid Game is. Yeah, and an explanation of how Squid Game works. And, mm -hmm. you know, and you still don't kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. It's a weird but game. Okay. This Squid yeah, Game thing it, is a weird game. And, and, okay, and then they, you know, come out as... Because, oh, we should tell everybody, you can watch it dubbed yeah, in German, English, French, you want. Spanish, yeah. blah. You don't have to read the subtitles. No. We, of course, read subtitles. We I always assume. do that. Oh, yeah. obviously. We always do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so, and I thought that that was because even though it's, it, it, it is a strange way to bring it, mm -hmm. start it. At the same time, it's drawing you in because you really do want to know what he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. Right? So then you get into, okay, you can talk about gung he, ji he. Yeah. Um, now, as a total waste of space. <laughs> yeah, I know. He is. And it's it's a great way. And if, if you're not familiar with Squid, I mean, like, literally every, all sorts of kids always have a game like this. Um essentially it's king of the hill it's basically just king of the hill someone has to get to a specific point and kids are encouraged let's face it to shove and punch and kick and fight each other to be the one who gets to that point yeah and that's the key part and that's why squid game is a metaphor for the entire experience because all of the games are about you know defeating other people to get what you want you know so and in fact so is capitalism <laughs> I mean, we're not going to be, you, you can't, you cannot yeah. even begin to say it's 
Like, it, you don't know that at the beginning. Of course. At all. Okay? That this is just, entirely a show about capitalism. Yeah, no. And, and I don't think that it's not even coded no. as about capitalism. It's pretty clear by the time you get near the end. Once, I mean, literally, there's a speed, like, once you find out what the villain's motivation is and what the middle oh so this has entirely been about capitalism the whole time <laughs> like it's obviously about money the whole show's about money money yeah. but it's but it's much bigger than that it's much yeah. bigger than just being a show about money okay so then yeah let's go back to being let's okay. not talk about that that no, theme, yeah. but <laughs> that is just it that is just what the show is it's nine yeah. episodes and it's just you it's so hard to stop watching and oh, yeah. then you can't stop, stop watching <laughs> i physically couldn't stop watching yeah. i couldn't i hope i always I found a place yeah. but you always I never... found a place to stop i'm like no and because as, you couldn't after, stop literally after end. and this is true literally after every episode after four because i had that plan every episode after four i'm like oh well this is the episode well i will i know i'll stop this time and i'll stop and i got to the end of every episode i'm like well not stopping after that not stopping after that well, no, I get because... to the end of the glass bridge and I'm like, I guess I can stop. No, 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 no. no can't stop now. Can't stop you now. See, okay, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that what I did was I would I would stop like when it hits slow, like in the middle of an episode. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and so, but, you know. It's tough. Oh, geez. When I got to the end of four, I knew why you couldn't stop watching. So. Yep. Oh my let's, god. Let's let's go. Right, okay, so, so, uh, but so we're talk about our character. The window. Yeah, we've introduced to the world through a guy who's just I mean, we are he is like coded as pathetic in every possible way. Yep. He's a drunk. He smokes. He's a degenerate gambler. He lives with his mother and he steals from her so he can go and gamble. And he's on the run from loading sharks to which he owes. And just in case the money wasn't clear to you, uh, one American dollar is a thousand South Korean won. Yeah. Okay. So if you say a billion won, that's a million dollars. If you say, so every Squid Game contestant is worth a hundred million dollars. That's the equivalent of saying every Squid Game contestant is worth a hundred thousand dollars. So just for the record... That's how it works. Because, I mean, I looked it up after three episodes. I needed to know how much money they were talking about. Yeah, well, they were talking about 45 million or 46 million. It's 45, yeah, 45 million dollars is the jackpot if you win the yeah. Squid Game. Yeah. Well, if you win every game. Then well, no, therefore... but I mean, the whole thing is designed so that there can only ever be one winner. Yeah. Like, everything the about is, it. They lie yeah. and they say it's not, but... The entire it thing is. is designed so that there can only be one winner of the yeah, switch. And, and the thing is, the thing is, is that it isn't even, you know, that the final game is going to be the squid game because, oh, because it was at the beginning and that's it. So we're not, you know, I mean, oh, you yeah. just know that that's clear and you're, you assume because we're just waiting Dung, for it. Yeah. We spent the that, whole show waiting to I mean, finally get to this the titular squid game. This is what is so interesting, right? Yeah. Is that you're watching it. And yet, I mean, and I did say this to you. I said it's not telling it that the Squid Game is going to be the final game, and yep. that Gung He has to, or Ji He, whatever you want to call him, four five six is what you should call him. Four, okay, four five six is going to yeah. win. 
because yeah. it's clear he's the one. Mm-hmm. But you did. I mean, the ride you go on getting there, the ride he goes on getting there. It's so the brutal. Ride every. It's brutal. It's a brutal, brutal game. And if you've got any squeamishness in you, I'm not sure you should watch it. No. It was at times. It was just so horrid. Yep. You know, and um, so yeah. So and they, but so they set it up. So even knowing, like if if you've got a modicum of sense, you know he's going to win, and you yep. know it's going to be the Squid Game at the yes. at the end. That doesn't. Tell but they you, do such a great job. It doesn't of tell you making, anything. Well, no, no, no. But not only that, yeah. not only does it not tell you anything, they do such a good job of humanizing sixty-seven and two one. Is it two one two? Uh, his yeah. childhood friend. That you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who should win this Squid Game. Like intellectually, I know four, five, six is going to get to the end. Uh-huh. And when, but as you're watching it in the moment, like. You just want everybody to get out of You this. want, well, no, and think about how, how everybody sorry but you feel for zero, yeah. zero, 001. You, you do, um, up until you realize what's going on. Well, yeah, up until episode six. Episode six, I said, ah, he's the one that runs this whole well, thing. The, uh, well, for but me, that didn't episode... stop me from watching. Oh, no, of course, of course. But for me, it was episode four, weirdly. Oh, okay. Well, no, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but what happened to me, and this is the, when did you figure out what was going on moment? So the first time, because they say he was the last, four, five, six, was the last guy to get called. Yeah. And so you got this old man who's dying of a brain hammer, uh, dying of a brain tumor, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it, and it's like, why would he be the first person recruited? Was And that's so right from the moment I met him, I was like, why would you recruit this guy as the first guy? Because he's zero, zero, one. And so then I get to episode four, and suddenly he's talking about how much he loves the games of his childhood and how good yeah. he used to be at tug of war. And I'm like, oh my god, it's his game. He's the inventor of Squid Game, and the brain tumor is real, and he knows he's only got a couple of weeks to live, so this time he's going to play the Squid Game. Or he's going to, yeah, yeah, he's going to play the play games. It. The games, yes. He's going to play the games. He's actually going to he take part of it. Yeah. Until he, you know, slides himself out. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then you get to episode six, which, oh my God, is that heart-wrenching. Oh, oh, d- episode six was, to it's the me. Most, I, I think it's the most heart-wrenching of all of the It is so episodes. hard when they all have to oh. pair off and they pair off with their friends. Yep. And then that's, they. And it's specifically and, designed to do that. The whole and game has been built to make you turn on your friends. Yeah. The, <sighs> you know, the one man kills his wife. For I know. Sake. Or, you know, has, well, you know, wins, wins the, game the game against his wife. That's yeah. the thing. He, there's always someone. That, and that's the key. There's always someone else there to pull the trigger. Like you don't. Yeah. And that's what makes the glass game so fascinating. Uh, and we'll get there eventually. Because that's the first time there hasn't been someone else there you know, to pull the trigger. Yes. Like, yeah, it, during the tug of war, they're all pulling the other team off, but, you know, separate response, separated responsibility. Like you're a team of 10 people just pulling a rope. You can get your mind around that. Like yeah. if you want to get someone out of your way in the glass game, you have to physically sh- shove someone out of the way. 
and yeah. to their death, which is what and the same what thing happens. with it too. I mean, this is how they how they do it in the beginning. Yeah, it's a team. You know, it's yeah. just it's just the whole group and stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, that first game, the red green red light. Well, the green first light. two games are pointedly yeah. like we're all playing games team together. Games. And we all have to try to win, and then they start making, and then they make it so you have to play against people, and that's the escalation. Like it's all of us against a system, right? For the first two first. games. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one is, and then games the number uh two, three, and four are okay, well now you have to team up, right? You have yeah. to team up and now you're not fighting the system, you're fighting each other. And then the fourth game, oh well now everyone, right, has to pick the person they're closest to and they think they have the best chance to win with. And now it's just you or them. One of you has to die. Yeah. Right? And that's the key part. And then you get to five and six and the message of game five is, you know, essentially no one can, there is a situation in which there certain people have to lose. Like, because, and this is, and again, it's all about what a metaphor it is for capitalism. It is a system in which in order for some one guy to be rich, most people have to fail. And the key part is, and this is what I love about it because it's the critique game five it's literally a game of chance. They have the guy, they have that great scene where the guy figures out the odds. He's like, there is 16 plates left in front of me. There are 16 plates le- there are 16 plates yeah. left in front of me. I I have a 50/50 chance for each one, meaning in order for me to do this right, for in order for me to not die today, I have to guess right 16 times in a row, which, so the odds of me surviving today are like one in 138,000. Yeah. That was the mathematician. The mathematician bringing the long odds, you know? Yeah. That's game four. That's game four. But that's the key. um, No, that's game five. And because again, that shows you the nature of capitalism is, yeah, anyone could win it. But in order for someone to win it, 90, 99% of the people have to lose it. And it really just comes down to luck. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing. He might be the smartest guy in the world, but at the end of the day, he's up against math. He's up against odds. You know? And that's that's what I find so fascinating about that scene. And then you get to the final game, which is literally, okay, well, what is capitalism? It's king of the hill. And in the yep. end of the day, only one person gets to win. There only gets to be one person at the top of the hill at the end of the day. So yeah, it's it's brilliant how each of the games right it's, is about moving that one step farther down yeah, the and, rabbit hole of again. You think you're fighting a system, then you're fighting each other, and then at the end, no, it's just all about every man for himself. Well, you know what was so what 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 to me struck me like because I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, so Gian four five six yeah right is always doing ultimately the right thing. Like you're sitting there every now and then. And like when it was, um, when they had to pick pairs. Oh, God. Right? And and he didn't want to pick the old man. Not really because and he, well, he wanted he, to go I mean, based on what did they just do? They're like, pick a partner. He So he's like, I'll pick, everyone's like, I'll pick the strongest, smartest person I can go with. Right? And that'll be fine. Because that, what have the games been so far? Yeah. Like, I'll pick the person I can trust the most. I can p- I'll can. i pick the person who's the most capable. Blah, 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 blah. 
right? And then, and so you see, and at the end of the day, based on the amount of murder that has been going on, he is 100% sure that if nobody picks the old man, the old man's getting shot in the head. Yeah. And he can't let, at the end of the day, four, five, six can't let that happen. Yeah. But it's, but I mean, he does initially want to go with Sun Woo because it was his childhood friend, but Sun Woo went and picked Allie. I know. You know, and that was, uh, you know, and there he is. And then he, and then other people want to go with him. Well, other people want to go with him and the other guy. And then he just says, no, he's got it. You know, and you watch it and they set it up so that you don't know that he's going to do the right thing. No. I mean, no, no, it's beautifully shot. Horror in within this horror, Jihan is the only one that does the right thing, except in that Paris game when he's cheating the old man. I know. Oh God, that's right. And I'm going. Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't. don't, And the thing is, it's like even though I intellectually knew the old man was behind it, watching him cheat the old man is so heartbreaking. Horrible. Like, even though intellectually I was sure I was right. Yeah. You know? And then, you I was know, sure I, I was right, but it, I couldn't watch him do that. Yeah. No, he, no, oh. the, look, the expressions, the, the emotion that you're getting from all of these characters is so real. It just drags you. And by in. the way, that's why I don't understand stop. these people online saying, well, if you don't know Kareen, you didn't really get the show because you don't understand, like, all of the little bits of the dialogue and the interaction. I'm like, I didn't need to. These guys, no. like, it's such a powerful situation. And these people are all such incredible actors. I didn't need all of those little bits of how Korean, like, of the dialogue being good. I didn't need the dialogue to be good. I didn't need the dialogue to be accurate. What I needed was to just watch these performers do this incredible Incredible job. job. I, it was unbelievable. And then when the old man says, well, it wasn't nice to cheat an old man, you I know. know. And then he gives him the marble. Gives him the marble. Oh, God. And then you see But I mean, at the same time, when Sung Woo is like, walks up to the guy with the mask and is just like, you said I could play any game I wanted to win. So this is the game I played. It's like, Jesus Christ, Sung Woo. You monster. But he, it's the system. You know, it, it turns everyone into monsters. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to. This is his best friend from childhood. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's turning into the most horrible man. Yeah. Well, not he's not the most horrible man. Well, no, we all know who the most horrible man yeah. is. You know, and he does finally get his. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. All right. Yeah. So let's, we've been jumping ahead, which I'm going to stop doing. Uh, so the intro, try. and again, <laughs> they do such a good job. I mean, it's hard not to. But four, five, six, how he gets into the game is just so fantastic because of the, you know, like the agony. Of course, he doesn't want to play, right? Of course, he doesn't want to play. Oh, this is a crazy thing. But the agony of seeing him with his daughter. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. Like, knowing that he can't provide for his daughter, knowing that he can't offer her anything, and realize that she's going to move to the United States, and he's never going to see his daughter again. Yeah. And that is what motivates him to go. Oh. It's so powerful. Well, and his mother just says to him, if you don't have money, you will never get her. Yeah. 
you never have a chance. You will never have yeah. a chance to see your daughter again if you don't find some way to, you know. Yeah, she'll she'll lose her Korean. Yep. She'll lose her Korean. She will become an yeah. American and you'll just never see yeah, her Yeah, she's 10 years old. She's never going to speak Korean again when she gets to America. Well, you know, she's young enough that she'll fully adopt the culture of her home country. Her new home country, I mean. Like, that's just how, la- that's how language works. You know, they'll get fully Americanized. Yeah. Oh, and so it's like, once you get that, you're like, okay, well, now I know why he has to play. Yeah. And finding out that both his mother and Sung Woo's uh, mother are both, um, you know, like Stall people keepers. who run stalls. Yeah. Right. And his mother's and like hit that next level of like success because, well, she's not a stall keeper. She has her own, uh, you know, she has her own storefront. So instead of standing out at a stall, well, she's like got 10 feet that go back to hold stock. That's, that's Sun Woo's mother. Yeah, Sun Woo's mother. That's what I was yeah. saying. I was saying yeah, both yeah. of their mothers are it, that. You're right. I should have made it clear that Sun Woo's mother was the one who is actually that next step above yes. being a stall person. Just one but step. But just one step. Still. Yeah, just one so, step. And but it is a step. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> and so, and so, and the key part is Sun Woo has made it out. Like the whole capitalist dream is supposed to be be the guy who makes it out and who they, wins it's the constantly game. all yeah. the time right everyone talks about well he went to he went to the university he, he went to degree. business school he's working in a bank you know it's like yeah. he's he's the guy who's got it and of course we meet sung woo and this is a guy with nothing but problems yeah you know it's like this and is we've, a guy and, oh and 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 they do a good job of just slowly introducing to you what everybody's problem is i know again one of the best part about it you know and it's like the pickpocket who uh, pickpockets uh four five six when he's at the uh off-track betting yeah he finally wins some money at off-track betting and a pickpocket steals all his money you're like oh you monster you ruined his chance to pay off his debts and see his daughter but then you find out what's going on with her and you're like oh my god she escaped north korea and with her brother with her brother and her mother got captured and they're essentially trapped now because they can't legally work you know they can't legally work they uh, they don't have papers there's no system to you know make it so they can join immediately join south korean society so her brother because he's young enough is in an orphanage and she's just on the street yeah oh it's brutal and it's like so even as these people are getting in conflict with one another, you're just like, damn. Like, other than one of them, you're just like, these are just people who are desperate. And yeah. then there's one of them who's just a man who's cruel. And that's 101. Yes. Who is vile, just vile man. <laughs> vile in every way. He is a guy who, you know, uh, he is he's a criminal. Like, he's a criminal and he steals from other criminals. Like, there is no redeeming qualities about this no man. there is nothing about him from beginning to from the beginning of you meet him till yeah. he dies yeah he never that does anything, anything that makes you think this is a redeemable person you know or that you would should feel so and actually and the woman oh god <laughs> that he hooks up with i'm <sighs> not so sure <laughs> she's not fantastic either she really yeah. isn't no yeah, she really isn't fantastic either. Okay, so they all they all agree to play this squid game, and you have to assume they've all done this kind of recruitment. I mean, it's not. I assume the recruitment isn't the same for everybody, 
but the humiliation of that scene where they're recruiting four, five, six, where the guy is just, they're playing the game where you have to throw an envelope at another envelope. And if you make the other envelope flip, you win. Yeah. And he's like, and if you make it flip, I'll give you 50 bucks. But if I make yours flip, you owe me a hundred bucks. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, what have I got to lose? Uh, <laughs> and then he's down immediately. And he's like, okay, well, you owe me a couple hundred bucks now, but if you let me slap you in the face, I'll give you the hundred, I'll, you know, <laughs> we'll cut out the hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. And I mean, and that's the thing they have to do psychologically. They have to find people who are so desperate, desperate. for money, who are so at the end of their rope that they will do anything, right? And they'll be willing to be physically assaulted for some amount of cash. I mean, hell, 456 has already signed a piece of paper saying if he can't come up with $25,000 or whatever in the next month, they're going to get his cornea and his kidney. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, hey, more organ trafficking stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, that's it. It must be a big problem. Yeah. Makes me wonder if there's an issue in uh, Korea about organ donation. Is there a cultural admonition against organ donation for people or I don't something know. like that? Because, damn, they are desperate for organs there, apparently. Oh, which we'll talk about more later. Well, so it make, go... you make money. That no, way no, you, you make money. It's a but good, good way to make money. It is a good way to make money, but... I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, but that's we've why seen it time and time way. again, right? Exactly, yeah. And that's exactly right. We see it time and time again in these stories. So they all go, they all go to play the squid game. And we're told that there are 456 people there. This is the only time I'm going to complain about this. There are patently, obviously not 400. And <laughs> there's not almost 500 people there. There's just not. There's about 200 people in that room. And there's about 200 people who play red like green. There's just... I'm sure it would just be too much of an ordeal to build a place big enough to actually house 500 people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they play Red Light, Green Light, and it starts out as a kid's game, and then people start getting shot. Right? People mm -hmm. uh, start getting shot, and everybody panics, and everyone who panics gets killed. Yeah. And everyone who manages to hold it together, I mean, some of them still get killed, because it's hard to play Red Light, Green Light when the slightest movement means you get shot. But, you know, most of the people, 200 people wind up surviving, including a pivotal moment where just as the red light starts, four, five, six trips. And player 199, Ali, a Pakistani um, uh, worker, the third? worker. I was just trying to say migrant worker. Right? Well, basically, Saves that's what life. he is. He's yeah, a, he is. He's a guy an who immigrant came to, Korea to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, anybody wasn't planning to move to Korea. No. He was planning to make enough money to set his family up back in Pakistan. back in Pakistan, right? Yeah. And his problem is he has just been working for three months and living in a trailer, and he's just been told that his company isn't going to pay him the three months worth of wages he just he is owed. And that's why he's playing the Squid Game. But he is, again, so enormously strong that he is able to grab onto the back, damn, of 456's shirt and hold him in midair, essentially, halfway through a fall, without either, without shaking at all, until it's green light again. It's, it's an amazing scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, it's such a good scene. Whew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I know. I think about the direction. I think I wonder how many takes they had to do. I know. And then you know, and then we get uh the the fin- and then hell is in its own way the most important episode of the show. Of course, because it is the it is the episode where all of like nobody knew what Squid Game was when they signed up. Yeah. And now half of them are dead. And so everybody decides to quit. Well, mm-hmm. not everybody. Half of them want to stay. But, like, they do a vote. Because the third rule of Squid Game is, you know, if the majority, if more than 50%, if 50% plus one vote of the people want to leave, they get to leave. Games are over. We're all going home. No money for anybody. And the brutality of this show is then we do a whole episode about these people's lives. And the things that made them come here and the realization that there's nothing for them in the outside world. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, 456's first move is I'm going to run to the police and just tell them about this. <laughs> yep. Which is quite reasonable, right? Uh-huh. Which is uh, quite, quite a reasonable thing to say. And then all the cops are like, yeah, what are you talking about? This is insanity. Yeah. You know, it's like this This can't be real, right? This well, is and you can't nonsense. tell me where it is and you can't tell you me You can't tell anything. me where it is. You can't tell me the names of anyone involved. You've got a card that when I call it, and by the way, this is the card that actually got a guy into a lot of trouble because it's a real person's phone number. Oh, no. They didn't clear the number that they called. So now, like, thousands of people are calling this guy every day. Apparently, they have given him some uh, conversation. They're like, why don't you change your number? Because it's my business phone, and I've advertised it everywhere as my phone number. Oh, that poor man. But yeah, yeah, so there's a guy out there whose phone number is the phone number from the card that goes to the woman who has in the show that who claims to have no idea what they're talking about when they yeah. call ask, which is a nice, I mean, poor guy. So he tries to call, then he goes to see his daughter. And my question to you is, um, we didn't really talk about how, like we talked a little about how sad the scene with his daughter was earlier in the show. But my question to you is, is there some significance to the fact that, so he tries to win his daughter a present because he's, you know, lost all of his money. So he can't buy yeah. her a nice present. So he tries to win it from a claw game and a kid wins it for him. But the one he wins is not only a gun that's a lighter, which Jesus Christ, what's that doing in a claw game? But the way it's wrapped is exactly the same. the same as the coffins. I know. So was that a setup? I Well, I don't see how it could exactly, be a setup. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that just I... them being artistic and... You know, reminding th- us of his daughter and the gun every time we see one of those coffins? Or is it supposed to be that was part of convincing him to play the game? It's hard to tell, right? Well, yeah. I, and I, you know, you, you sort of look at it and go, oh, I don't know if you really want that. <laughs> okay, but, no. well, you know. Like, um, dude, four, five, six. You couldn't have opened the gift and found out what it was before you gave it to your daughter? Dude. It was so nicely wrapped, and yet we know. I yeah. It just may be 
I, a coincidence. I, it's it's bizarre because it, it it was always bizarre that the coffins are wrapped like presents. Yeah. You know, and then they just burn everybody, right? I know. So why it's bother with these elaborately wrapped package if you're just going to throw the corpses and 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 these beautiful coffins into the fire as well? Mm-hmm. Like why are they going? But it's all part of the show, you know? So it's a it's it's a it's a present thing and I I I, I would actually have to even think, I think I'd have to watch it again. To see if you think there's a significance if, if, to that part. Yeah, yeah, because it was, I remember it was weird, you know, like, because he, why does he pick that one? Well, no, but well, I mean, because that's because it's, it's the kid. He doesn't get to decide which one they get. The kid well, no, is no, the one he, who picks it. No, the kid asks, does ask him. Yeah. You know, he, sort of, which one do you want me to get? And it's like the one that's a beautifully wrapped present. It yes. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and that's the thing. He picks the one because it's the one that looks like a present for his daughter. And that's that's my thing. Like, was that. But you're right. There's no way they could have predicted he would do that. So I think it's just supposed to be. You know, uh, it's just supposed to be a coincidence, but it's it's a weird coincidence to pop up is what I'm saying. Well, in in the context of this entire show, yes, it's an extraordinarily weird coincidence. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, well, that's the famous, you know way that everything gets wrapped in korea or i'm sure that's not the case so well let me put it this way maybe this is one of the cultural things that we do not understand (laughs) that that all of these people who are korean are saying that that we can't we're not getting the show show because we because we don't know these little things and maybe this is one of those cultural okay i hadn't thought about that but there's actually a non-zero chance you're right about that you know and i'm going but I'm I'm thinking about that because if if that is true, that's about the only thing in that show that you feel that, you didn't get that I didn't get. Maybe yeah. I didn't get some subtleties, but they are not critically important subtleties. Oh, exactly. If you've got a, you know, I mean, if people are complaining that, well, why does it have to be political? Well, the whole show from beginning to end is one hundred percent politics. Is one hundred percent politics? It's just like Snowpiercer, and this is. This yep. is far, this is a far more critical show than Snowpiercer. Than yeah, Snowpiercer. Because this one is about the real world and real yeah. economic conditions. And Snowpiercer is, you know, a, a manifestation, like a fantasy recreation in a sci-fi setting of all of Ayn, Ra- Ayn Rand's ideas about how the world should work. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very different kind of show. <laughs> very yeah, different I mean, it's still the, this critique. Oh, no, it's but, absolutely and, and, a critique. But, but in this critique, in, yeah. I mean, we're going to be all over the place, guys, that's listening to this. Just we're going to be is. all over the place. This critique, okay, is clear in its message. Yeah. Snowpiercer at the end. It's not super clear. You know, when, when you see that the guy who's, you know, who's keeping the the Wilfred. poor people down. Wilfred, yeah, Wilfred, the guy who runs You know, the, has been uh, in engineer. cahoots has been in cahoots with yeah. with um john hurt the whole time yeah had been working with john hurt to pre- to preserve the system yeah. yeah to preserve the system this one says the system fucking craps fucking excuse my language it's fine it's fine i'm not gonna criticize <laughs> craps you for... and yeah and no matter i mean that's why hopefully we'll get a second season as he tries to bring the system down how could they not give us a second season when it's the most popular show on earth yeah, and Netscape it's uh, is and gonna... it's uh, netflix is absolutely gonna pick yeah. up the thing for a second season 
How could they not when it's the most, they've created the most popular show in the history of their service. Yeah. Although I and it sorry. ends with a setup for it. And it's not like it's a thing yeah. where they would be forcing a second season. No. It is clearly structured with a second season in mind. They are, there are major questions left unanswered at the end of the show. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you that the guy, I, I did care, you, go look at it again. The guy yeah. who directed the whole thing wrote the whole thing. Oh, no, no. It's uh, written and directed by one person all nine hours. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and as a consequence, you have an unusually well-structured, like, and with a coherent message from beginning to end, because it's just a single story one guy's telling. Again, Babylon 5 Season 3. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. That's the secret. That's, that's the, it's the gold standard of this kind of thing. Like, yeah. the idea of one guy having one story to tell and writing and directing. Well, he didn't direct every episode, but he wrote every episode. This guy directed every episode, too. As well. Because he yeah. had a vision. Well, and he had a vision creation of the vision and he didn't want to let anybody else do it. And that was, I mean, smart given how it turned out. Oh All right. my. But I yeah, mean, it that just... episode. And when he sits down with the zero zero one with, with player one, when he sits yeah. down with player one and gives him something to drink and gives him something to drink and share, you know, they share the booze and they <laughs> their food and their food. And it's like, do people really just snack on dry ramen packages? Because <laughs> that's what well, he does. He, he has a package of yeah, ramen, I know. and he pops ramen. it open, he sprinkles the seasoning on it, then they just break off pieces and crunch on the noodles. I'm like, wow, that is not well, a they snacking have, thing I've ever they have. They've had, they have their, whatever it's called, their alcohol there to... Yeah, they got the <laughs> wine to wash it down, I guess. Well, yeah, it's not quite. Well, it's not it, wine, I, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's it, but it's an alcoholic drink. It's it's something I I don't know what yeah. it's so so, whatever it's called. I mean, everybody drinks it, so yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, and then they yeah. sit there and they talk, and and, and then zero zero one says, "Well, I'm just gonna go back. I'm gonna go back because there's nothing left for me out here." Yeah. And I like he's that's true. Like, that's the yeah. crazy part. He is the villain, and he, this is all his fault. But so much of what he says to four, five, six is true, and that's yeah. what's compelling. And we'll talk about him at the end of our podcast, and because you can only really figure him out once we get to that final scene. And you want to talk about a fantastic final scene? Oh my god! It's with, so with incredible. Him. And oh, I'm the just scene with like... him in the hospital bed. Oh, it's... Yeah, and I'm sitting yeah. there going, but, but, Gaji, aren't, aren't you going to go down and help him? <laughs> like, I no. thought, he should go down and help him. But we'll aren't talk gonna... about that at the end. Yes. We'll, we'll talk we about that there. at the end. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And what I love, and oh my god, the, the fantastic part that, like, 212 is such an amazing character. Sangwoo is such an amazing character, because he's the one who says, can't we all leave? Right? Yes. But when it comes time to vote... He, he votes, votes to, to stay. stay. And then you see him and you uh, like when you see him wandering around the world with no hope and you realize, oh, my God, because, again, he didn't just lose all of his money. Yes. He lost his mother's store. He lost, yeah, <laughs> he, he lost. Yeah, he lost everything. everything. He destroyed everything. And because it's not just about the, the possessions. It's not just about. Uh, it's not just about the possessions. It's not just about like undoing his 
all of the work his mother has done for her whole life to get to a point where she's comfortably running a store. He's essentially wiping out all of the progress his mother has made in her entire life. Yep. It's that he's taken away her hope. And he can't live in a world where people find out what a failure he is. And so you get that thing of him just, like, sitting in a tub. Yeah. Fully clothed. Just trying to get up the nerve to kill himself. Yep. And he's like, well, if I'm going to kill myself anyway, I might as well go back to the back game. Back to the game. Yep. Oh. And what the great scene, though, is is when Player 67, uh, <laughs> Player 67, when she agrees to go back, because what can she do for her brother now, is apparently very good at holding her breath and manages to not get drugged. So she's able to sneak a switchblade in with her. Well, yeah. holding knife in with her. Nice. And at the same time, we get uh, 101 with his plan to go back and just rob the place. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus Stupidity. Guy. And it turns out that, yeah, 101 didn't actually have a real life in the outside either because he owes huge amounts of money to criminals who have now just come to cut him up for pieces. Yep. And they're going to sell him to body, sell all of his people pieces to uh, for par for spare for parts body banks, and make their yeah. money yeah for uh, for organ banks exactly yeah. damn oh it's it's such a good scene all of all of that their their lives in that in that second episode right when they're all back yeah. because i mean that's interesting because of course it's zero zero one who who does the the deciding vote yeah he's the one well and i mean what i liked about that was Zero zero one is the deciding vote, and when you, in retrospect you know it's his game, but the thing is he wants the game to go a certain way, and yes. it can only go that way if people are committed to playing. So he has to give them a chance to leave because he knows people well enough to know that the conditions of their life that made them willing to do this aren't—they're not going to be any better because they survived, you know, the red light green light game. These people, these are people who are at the end of their rope. They are the 500 people in all of Korea who are, who are willing to risk dying to get out of their dire financial straits. So of course they're going to come back. And in fact, all but 20 people do in fact come back because yeah. they're down to 180 some when they come back. They had 200, 201 exactly when they did the vote. And then they have it like 181 when they come back. Yeah. So like, 20 people are smart enough to not return to the squid game, but only 20 and none of the characters were followed. So I had never heard of this game. They play, uh, this one was completely new to me. The thing for children where they take a, a sugar, like, um, a piece of caramel with a shape in it. And then you're supposed to take the shape out without breaking it. I had never heard of that game. That's the, fu the funny thing is, is no, I've never, I don't remember ever playing any game that's similar like but there's something there is something similar yeah because and i have not been able to grasp like where or what i've seen I, it but i know and i and i it's like sometimes you're saying think, it's triggering a memory in you and you're not exactly sure where from yeah, I don't know exactly where from, but it is it's from a long sort of time ago. Okay. And that or that we were So given it's not something things. they made up for the show. Oh no, no, no. They didn't make okay. it up for the show because I can remember. 
and you would get things, but there wasn't a, it was a not as if it was a game you were supposed to, yeah, you took off the pieces and then you had a shape left, but it oh, wasn't okay. a game that you played with everybody else. And oh my God, the umbrella. Oh, and this is where, and this is where, uh, we skipped out Song Wu. Yeah. This is where Song Wu, uh, you know, reveals himself. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because we find out, we see Song Wu's flashback, and he remembers what the shapes, like, he sees the four shapes as they walk into the playground, and he yeah. immediately knows what the four shapes mean. Well, hasn't, hasn't, um, the girl, 212, told him that she just saw sugar yeah she's mentioned she saw there was sugar when she was sneaking around yeah and he re we do that with he's the, she's 67 he's head. one two one two yeah, yeah. uh and yeah he, and and then he looks at the playground and he remembers sugar uh you know caramel from the child bites yeah. he remembers his childhood remember he realizes what it was but yeah you're right he only figures it out because she told him but then the key part is she told him but he doesn't tell anybody what he figured out. Yeah. And and that so because he you has already, already yeah. He has already figured out, right, that there's only going to be one player in, uh, who wins this game. Yeah. Like he knows that for a fact. There's only going to be one winner and he is willing to betray everyone to make sure that winner is him. Because yeah. this is his first betrayal and it won't be his last one. No. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like Okay, well, it, it's brutal, but at the same time, and I, I'm, this is going to sound cold, but please bear with me, he is a banker. You know? <laughs> you can't be entirely surprised that he's going to screw people over. I mean, he's a banker. Their entire job is cutting into other people's money and taking a slice for themselves. And so at the there. end of the day, yeah, it's like, that's what banking is. It's an entire yeah. industry that say, well, we're the people who move money, so obviously we get to have the most money. Yeah, but you don't create anything. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't anyway, make anything. Yeah. We don't help anything. People in invented the concept of money, and then we decided we're the ones who hold on to the money for everybody. But we don't actually do anything. Yeah. And it's key. So it's like, of course a banker would be the first one. And spoiler alert, of course a moneylender is the ultimate villain of the series. All right, yes. so, and oh, God, when you see that umbrella and you find out what he's supposed to do, oh, my God, you you realize how thoroughly he has been screwed by his friend. Because his friend could have said, I don't know, umbrella seems weird. Like, he could have found Yeah, why don't you way. just come with an easier one? Why don't you come one? with me? Like, it's, yeah. uh, you know, do the, don't do the umbrella. Umbrella seems a little weird. But he takes umbrella. And then he remembers the trick from his childhood that if you lick it, It'll just pop free on its own. There was always a trick to winning it. And weirdly, he's the only one who remembers. But because he sees everybody, everybody sees him doing it, like 30 other people win as well because they saw him doing the trick. Yes. And again, you want to talk. Okay, I said I wasn't going to bring this up a lot, but <laughs> oh my God, the extent to which there are not 180 people in that playground. Come on. Would you <laughs> Stop it. I am stopping. That's the last one. That is, I promise. That is the last one. Would Only you, you totally would get focus focused on, on something stupid like That's, that. Yes. So it's not the point the of the whole thing. Yes. I know it's not the point of the story, but it is true. And remember, uh, I am sure that they, you know, I mean, they still had a budget. Oh, of course. Absolutely. 
100%. I get it. I get it completely. Don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. Yes. It is funny. All right. So um, amazing. Just just an amazing scene. He uh, like, uh, I think it's 81, eight, no, 80 people get out alive. Yeah, 80 people get out alive. And yeah. meanwhile, the cop has murdered his way onto the island because he's looking for his brother. He found he went to the SRO. He hasn't been able to get in contact with his brother for like a while now. So he goes to the SRO where his brother lives, which is literally, and we see this really sad place. Like where there's literally just one room and a bed, and you have to go to the bathroom down the hall, and there's just nothing there. But he's like, he sees the card. Yeah. He sees the card for Squid Game, and he's like, that's the same card. The, the guy, because he was in the police station when 456 was there. And so he goes to where he follows them there. He sneaks onto the ferry. He climbs into a boat, pretending to be one of the drugged person as they're being scanned in. He murders the guy who, and we can't say he didn't have it coming, who is there to uh, scan him, steals his costume, throws him overboard, and, you know, just hopes that the fact that nobody can see any faces is going to get him through exploring which it actually does and i gotta say they keep cutting away to the cop and i i i'm gonna tell you this was some of my favorite stuff in the show like all of the close calls he gets yeah are just so wonderful oh my god all of the close calls he gets all of the ways he you know is constantly swapping out masks depending on the situation he's in sneaking around people finding the secret like his yes. part of the story is so compelling. No, it's compelling. So tense. And I'm hoping he's not dead. Of course he's not dead. Come on. <laughs> this is going to be a second be season. Dead. He can't he's... be dead. No, he just lost all of his evidence because his phone fell in the friggin' ocean. Yeah. He doesn't have any evidence of the stuff he's claiming. And believe me, by the... if he ever convinces anyone to get out to that island, there'll be no evidence left. No. Well, the he's whole thing's a... just going to blow up. Exactly. 100%. That is my prediction. But we'll talk about that going forward. But yeah, his journey is fantastic. No, it is time, really the little bits and pieces, you know. That we see cutting back. And again, and he has, what I love about it is he has such a, you know, 100% clear and understandable motivation. He's always like, I've got to find my brother. Yeah. And he's like, and everything, he's got this completely clear, I've got one thing to accomplish and I'm going to accomplish that one thing. And he is as he is as resolved as all of the people who desperately need money. But, you know, uh, we can empathize with him more because he's just a guy trying to get his brother back. Like it's it's much easier for the audience to get on board with his journey than all of the people who are there for money. Yeah, of course, they all have. And I want to make it clear. I'm not saying they don't all have good reasons to need money. They absolutely do. But at the same time, the cop is such an easier way into the story, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. But anyway, so yeah, his journey is fantastic. And at the same time, we find out that a bunch within this system of horrible corruption, right, of horrible corruption and monstrousness, we find out that something even more monstrous is going it's on. going on. <sighs> that one of the commanders, one of the commanders, because all of the guys have different shapes on their face, uh, with, I believe, Circle being the lowest rank. Uh, triangle triangle being the next highest rank and square being the highest rank and then there's the the front man who wears a black uh who wears a black mask black costume and is in charge of the and sometimes event. it looks gold 
Yeah, depending on the lighting, it looks gold. I yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, a black gold mask that he wears, and he is in charge of the whole thing. Although it is explicit right away that he is just like the functionary in charge of everything. Yeah. Obviously, it's not his game. He is just the guy who runs the game. He is the game's master, which they call the front man, for reasons that I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> well, that that's another cultural Korean the cultural thing, thing I'm we sure. just don't understand. Well, yeah, but and there were some other things like in the Squid Game when they were talking about being the Inspector General and stuff like that. Okay, I'm sure that that has another an, a, a, a specific. It's a specific illusion within Korean culture as well, but yeah. it doesn't matter because the. Sh I mean, maybe the show gets even more and more horrible if we actually. Knew fully all the cultural understood stuff. Yeah. all the cultural stuff it's it might be worse that's all i can say is that it could only get worse no i think you're right all right um, so then and it's um, bad enough yeah player 111 uh is a doctor and they have <gasps> the the workers have recruited him to cut out the organs and eyes of any patient like of anyone who hasn't been killed yet so as they're carting away the boxes like of the people who've been shot, they'll be like, well, some of them aren't quite dead yet. And they have a special uh, they have a special Don't platform mark. inside one of the incinerators yep. that they drop the person down. They put them into a back room. And then the doctor comes. They cut out the organs and then people dive out through the escape route on the island that's supposed to be just there for the VIPs. We'll meet the VIPs later. <laughs> And so, and their reward is they will always tell him what the game is beforehand so he can be prepared and know what to do. Right? And, yep. oh God, this monster. What a monster this guy is. And what a monster, like, and this is the first characterization we've got for any of the functionaries in the game. Like, we haven't met these guys at all. And obviously they gotta be pretty scummy if they're taking part of this, but it's just like, the fact that everyone has this side hustle going on. Like, well, in the what's same interesting, way that some of the players are trying to cheat, the guards are trying to cheat, too. Yeah. Well, what I was sitting there thinking, though, is I can remember right from the beginning, I looked what, when we got into this organ, oh, scene. As I said, not for the faint-hearted, I'll tell you, this no. game. Uh, this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can remember thinking, how do they think they're getting away with this? Like yeah. I, 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 so I wasn't surprised when they didn't get away with it, but, um, like I just thought, no, everything is so tightly controlled in yeah. this place, right? That I can't imagine that mm -hmm. they're getting away with this because you know, even though they've got somebody who turns off the cameras, There's cameras, yep, you know, when necessary, yeah. but there is the count, for example. They're always doing counts of the number of people and, yeah. and the rest of it. So this doctor disappearing for an hour or two hours, somebody must I, have picked it up. Oh, yeah. And I I think that, I mean, they do figure out yeah. what's going on, but it takes them while you're right. You're wondering well, it may how not many take people them. were they involved. They may decide. Here, to let here's it play the out. thing. Yeah. They may have decided they're going to let it play out until they need. Well, no, need or I would say, I would say they let it play out until they know all of the people who are involved. Because remember, yeah. like, they only pull the trigger on it when it all goes to hell, because the cop, who's pretending to be guard 29, nice to know that all of the guards, just like all of the players, are identified only by number. Only by number. That's The that's one guy who's, who's, who shows his face gets killed. Yep. 
he has to take off his uh, mask and they kill him because they're like, no, anytime they see your faces, you have to die. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and then we get this great scene where it turns out that the cop, the guy the cop killed and took the place of, was one of the organ harvesters. And so yeah. the guy in the next room coughs a message to him in Morse code. Morse code. Yeah, because he, you know, suspiciously suddenly missed out on the harvesting the previous night. And like, yeah. where were you? And so then we get, uh, then we get the big one, the big scandal in the, uh, in the room, like in the, the what do you call it, the dormitory, because the 101 and his little gang of people steal some extra food, <sighs> right? Steal some extra food and then beat a man to death. And they find out that we don't have to wait for the games. If you kill somebody, the prize money still goes up because the prize go money goes up whenever somebody dies. It's like, you don't have to wait for the games. You can get rid of the competition now. <sighs> and then we get the horrible riot scene where people try to protect themselves. Oh, and I forgot to mention one thing. The the woman that 101 hooks up with, the only reason he survives the game is because she snuck in a lighter so she could smoke. And she uses it to melt the cookie. And yeah. then when she's done, she hands it off to him. He would not have survived that game if it wasn't for her. Yeah. And promises to look after her. Yeah, well, then she betrays, and then he betrays her, of course. Well, of course, course, in the next, in the get, after the riot. But to be fair, like, she's hidden down in the riot, you know, and the Mm -hmm. doctor, and the doctor gets covered in the riot because he says to the guy, I know you're going to do a riot and kill people tonight, but if you don't tell me, I can tell you what the next game is going to be. And he's like, okay, fine, you just hide in a corner while the riot's happening. So we get the, like, this horrible scene of just people being brutalized in the riot. It's, It's so hard to watch. Yep. And you're just desperate because it's dark. You can't see, you can't see almost anything. You're like, who's getting killed? And just people are being stabbed and brutalized. And finally, player 67, you know, the pickpocket is forced into a situation where she has to team up with 456 and his gang of him and 212 and 1 and Ali, yeah. who's 199. It's like, she doesn't really have any other options. Because she doesn't trust anybody, because, again, of how badly South Korea has treated her since she got here. She doesn't want to be on a team. She doesn't want to trust anybody. But she doesn't have any other choice. Yeah. And then we get, uh, then we get the tug of war. And like I said, this is when I knew, you know, (laughs) this is when I was sure he was the one, the, uh, the old man was the one responsible. But, oh, what a great, and then... And then it's Sung, and then to his credit, Sung Woo is the one who figures out how to win the game. Yes, <laughs> run forward and just do three steps. Run forward; they will all fall over, and then we will mo- we will make our move. And it works. And everyone is so focused on the game and how desperate it is, they don't really internalize that they just killed ten people. Yeah, you know, like because there's this level of separation, but they did t- kill ten people. And one of the people they dropped is still alive. And then the rest of the episode kind of becomes a focus on what's going on with the organ harvesting conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. And <clears throat> here's the important part. This is the key. The big piece of information that reveals who the front man is. The cop, while they're searching the facility for him, manages to sneak into the front man's office and finds all the records. And he finds out that his brother was in squid game but he wasn't in it this year he won it 
five years ago. Mm-hmm. And you may ask, from all we know about Squid Game, if he won $50 million five years ago, why is he still living like a hobo? Why is he stuck in a single room occupancy? Like, why does his brother think that he's a mess at the edge of society? And by the way, I love the subtext that the brother, like, feels extra guilty because his destitute older brother didn't have a kidney to sell because he had to give his brother his kidney. Yes. Oh, damn. I know. I know you're sitting there because it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like. So, obviously, in that second, you know the front man's his brother. Obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, in that moment, but, you immediately know the front. But we're not going to find that out for another two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, we don't find it out. And he doesn't really... No, he uh, doesn't put it he together. Doesn't how know. could he? he c- how can anybody put it together? Not no, really. No, we, the audience, know. Because we know how dramas are structured. Especially <laughs> Korean dramas. We know that they're going to do the family stuff. Because they always do the family stuff. And, but the fact is, because, and that creates this giant mystery for season two, like, what happened in, what happened in the brother's game that he won it, but he's still living destitute and has somehow been recruited to be the person who runs games? Like, what the hell happened in his game that it ended up there? And I would not be shocked if season two was featured partially of flashbacks to the brother's game. That's like, that's that a distinct possibility because yeah. because we do have to get Gung Gung Hee uh, high to together with the policeman. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I so, mean, no, I mean, I it's just going to be because they never meet. No. That's the thing. The two arguable leads of this series never meet no. in the entire run of the show. No. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then we get to the uh, so now we get to episode six. Where uh, Jun Ho overhears the phone cra- conversation. That's the cop's name, Jun Ho. Yeah. Uh, cop, the cop, hears his brother's conversation with, well, we know. Well, he's, he's he, here's the front man's conversation. <laughs> yeah, here's the front man's conversation with who we'll later find out is 001. And he hears that, oh my God, the, the VIPs are going to be here soon. And he's like, great, if I can get the VIPs, if I can find out who they are, I can get to the bottom of what this game is. <sighs> and 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 I knew it immediately he put the phone down. Yep. The minute he put the phone down. I'm going, like, "Oh, you put it the wrong way." Yep. You can see that now you've wrapped the cord all the way around. You oh, you yep. fool. And then we get that wonderful chase scene. Yep. But the key part is it's it's game 6. It's Gandhi. God damn it this episode. Oh, oh, it was happening. I mean, we already it, talked about it a little, but you were not going to have your heart wrenched more for an hour. Everyone, than except this for Sun Woo, who's a bastard. Oh, Sun Woo. God, the, oh, the trick he pulls. Jesus. That's but terrible. Go- I mean, it's like, and the dialogue, because we got 67 when we get 240, who is the, the random woman that they had never met yeah. before, that they recruited for, um, for Tug of War. Yeah. And it's like everyone and okay, I'll say it tug of war. Cause the thing is, there's a thing at the end of this episode where it turns out, I don't remember the number of the, the sleazy woman who hooked up with one Oh one and they got betrayed yeah. by him. I don't remember her, her number, but the key part is right. 
when you're watching that, um, the tug of war was designed to kill all the women. To make sure that women got weeded out. And I don't, because think about it. Like, just fundamentally, everyone pit, like, one, 101 goes out of his way to pay a team of only the strongest men because he knows it's going to be tug of war. But if you don't, when, if you didn't know that, just the nature of tug of war is phys- the physically stronger team is, unless you're very good at strategy, as we've proved, the physically stronger team is going to win. And it's as if they were specifically trying to weed out the women before the final game. Because there are almost no women left yep. after the tug of war game. And I don't, I like, I don't know what point they were trying to make there, but that is something. Well, I the patriarchy rules. The patriarchy rules, right. I mean, what, like, what do you they're mean? supposed it's, to be it's... even games. You're right. Cause they're supposed to be games that anyone can win, but they've picked, but then they pick a game where only the physically strongest should be able to win it. Yeah. So they're, they're putting their, like, cause they do this whole thing where they murder the doctor and they murder all of the, right? They murder the doctor because there were exactly 40 people left after, um, tug of war. Cause there were 80, 40, but now there's 39 because, you know, the doctor gets shot in the head after tug of war. And what's interesting is, right? After, uh, yeah, the because gets shot in the head after tug of, uh, but so we have to explain why the yes. doctor gets. Oh yeah, because the front man says that the whole point of this is it's supposed to be a situation where everyone has an equal chance to win. Yeah. And you'll note, that's the myth of capitalism. Oh, the yeah. game is a microcosm of capitalism. But just as in the way, that, in exactly like there's always a thumb on the scale in capitalism, here, women have a larger thumb on the scale against them because they the, the very next thing they do is a game that's that women are far, or they had just done, is a game that women are more likely to lose, just statistically. Yeah. Supposedly, everyone has a chance to win, but it's a game of physical well, strength. Well, and they and actually physically say that, strength. you know, that we're yeah. not going to pick the women because women are, are too weak, right? I mean, yep. it's it's stated as they're choosing. And so mm-hmm. our heroes team, of course, ends up with two women. Well, And what I love is that 67, it's like, he specifically tells before the before the tug of war go uh, we each need to go there's five of us we each need, need to, to go, go find, find one man. more person but a it man. has to be a man get it uh-huh and then, and then you know 67 comes back with four, uh 240 yeah and the woman. she's like screw yeah. you yeah <laughs> which is the right attitude by the way i am yeah. completely on her side in this one um but yeah and so that now and, there's just thir- 19 okay now 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 stop now let's yeah. finish. Of course, what happens is the people who are doing the organ um, harvesting yeah. and the doctor yeah. are all killed because yeah. the game is supposed to be, to be where fair. everyone has to, it has to be fair. Nobody can cheat and you are all cheating and yeah. that's it. They all get shot. Yeah. So now we move on, move forward, right? Where there's no. Yeah. And now, and now exactly. But the then weird we thing move about in. the Gambu is that they all pick their teams because, and they all pick the one they're closest to, the one they trust the most, the one they think the best, have the best chance of winning with. And there's one left over and no one will team up with the sleazy woman. Yeah. And especially not 101 who had promised her that he would look after her. And then he betrayed her both, both in the, 
Like he betrayed her both in the tug of war. And now here, because everyone quite understandably assumes that any, the, the odd man out is just going to get shot in the head. Yeah. Cause that's how everything else has been resolved in the squid game so far is somebody shooting you in the head. So they quite reasonably assume that, uh, but that's not what's happening as we get there. So then we get the emotional torture of <sighs> Gagambu and it's like, and you just pick which one is the most emotionally torturous. Right? Is it oh, I think uh, the way Sangwoo destroys Ali? It will, or is it four, five, six giving up all of his principles to cheat an old man? Or is it the two women? And I think it's the two women. Yeah, I, I think it's that that is so sad. Because she's been so closed off the entire show. Yeah, and the two of them talk. And, and, and she finally opens up and we finally find out what's going on with her. And then, like, and, and somehow, two, like, 240 have, has, like, even worse exactly story. in the same place. And she has an <laughs> even worse story. You know? you know? Of, like, of abuse and molestation and being abandoned by her family. And the horrifying realization that as awful as 67's life has been, she's got something to look forward to on the outside. Yes. And she's doing this for a reason. And 240 is doing this because she's out of reasons. Yeah. She has no reason to show what the hell, why not? Why not? For oh, her, it, it, so she doesn't brutal. even care about the money specifically. It's just. I know. But God, Al, so I hopeless. feel so sorry for Ali because. Oh, that was, that was. Well, because the tragedy That's Ali, when you turn completely on, on Sunwoo. That's it. No, it is. Yeah. No, that's when he becomes unforgivable. He yeah. had tried to screw over his friend before, but then he saved, but, you know, but then he saved them all in the tug of war. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing about the next one is, right, after all of that, we have this position where, oh, my God, like Ali. And we didn't talk about this when we were just briefly going over episode two. He oh. could have left with his wife and child. Yeah. He steals the money back from the guy at the factory. Yeah. He gets his three months of pay and a little bit more. And he's like, get on a plane back in Pakistan with the money. This should help us get started. And then he goes back to the game anyway. Yeah, because he has to try to be the big winner, and well, oh, we all He's, see what happens to him. That was it. Was that? Trusting. I mean, that was that was just you. You just get angry, and yep. and when when one zero zero one gives him the marble and oh says, "Here, God. because you're my gang, gang you're my, we're gangboos, we're gangboos." So here you have yeah, the marble, BFFs. you know, and then. And then Blood Brothers, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. And, and but it's so beautiful because you find out, you only understand the context later that this whole part of the game is about his childhood. Yeah. You know, the zero zero one is about like they're all all of the, the games. The only are about time his he was happy. Yeah. They all of the games are about specifically his childhood. Except for the glass game, which is just nuts. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> But it's like, to a certain extent, all the games are about his childhood, but this is the one that is most about him. Yes. Because it's about the happiest time in his life. When he was a kid, even though he was living in a tiny slum, yeah. he had friends and he had family and he was happy. Yeah. And and when he, oh God, and how just watching 456 chase him around the slum for yeah. five minutes as he reminisces, and finally he just gives him the marble because... You know, what would be the point? It's like, and his rationale in the moment is, I'm dying anyway. Yeah. So you take a shot at it. 
Yeah, well, yeah then, that's if you were gonna cry at this show, that's the moment to cry. Oh yeah, and then and then, but for me, right? And then you watch. Then and you when two forty throws the game because she and oh yeah. god, because sixty seven and two forty that one has was... said we're not gonna screw around. In the last minute, we'll just play one game, and then whoever wins wins. And then two forty throws the game. Yeah. Oh, it's and so it's brutal. Just... It is so, so, that was because they were talking. The thing with the old man, what happens is, is that, so the, the guard takes him yeah. to shoot him. Um, and, and of course, gun, he is crying yeah. and crying and crying, but I'm going, ah, he's running the whole friggin' show. Yeah, I That's know. when I knew. For it's sure, one hundred percent. Well, and they they don't show yeah. him getting shot. Either. They don't show him getting shot, which is the first what? time they've been coy about that. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. he wasn't shot. But yeah, we know. But yeah, yeah. Oh. That, then you can know that, but it doesn't change anything because all these people, yeah, are still playing that game, and you you have started to get invested in some of these people. Yeah. You feel you know and. Well, and I mean, it's amazing what this episode does with 240, because this is a character we've never oh, really spent any time no. with. And it's so heartbreaking when she dies. Yeah, it it was just when she just All says... All in the one episode. She gives it up because I have nothing to look forward to. There is yeah. nothing. Yeah. And you at least have something. You have something to live for. And I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Oh. I was just like, oh wow. my, that's the, that, that was the hardest one. That yeah. was the one that, yeah, it, the tears, well, oh, they were all, well, except for the, I knew Sun, Sun Wu was going to. Sun Wu was going to pull again. Well, of course. Yeah. Like he has been making moves Already. this whole yeah. show. Obviously he was going to come up with something and. Some way to, to he does uh, it. get Allie killed. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, he murders Allie. But the who two. Who has been, you know, the most like. Faithful. Next to four or five six has been the most selfless in the entire game. Yeah, yeah, and he still doesn't survive. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, no, and you just at that at that point. So that's episode six, and you're just yeah. Going, oh my, oh how can they? And then you get the scene with the man who, you know, who won the game. So his, but his wife, wife gets was shot. his partner. Yeah, and, and he, he just hangs himself. Yeah, he can't, he can't live, live with it, himself. And he hangs himself. Because they, you know, and, and then there's oh. the whole, well, well, if you cared so much, you should have let her live. Yeah. You know, give her, yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm well, just and going. Ugh. Yeah. I, what, what I love is, right. Then we get, then we get VIPs in many ways, the most pivotal, one of the most pivotal episodes <laughs> because we get the, the stepping stones game, which is, I guess their equivalent of hopscotch. You know, it's it's just it's the yeah. only thing I could come up with with what this game is the childhood equivalent of, because the rest of them are obviously children's games. But like yes. now you got these glass plates and, blah, and I'm like, OK, it's hopscotch. They're playing hopscotch, I guess. Well, it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, that's the closest. Well, yeah, but a really crazy like version of hopscotch. Yes. Yeah. And then we get this scene where like, uh where everyone's choosing and everyone tries to pick numbers in the middle, right? As a general yeah. rule. Uh, Sung Woo picks, I think it's 14 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, right there, there, cause they get a bunch of numbers and they all have to pick. 
And then we get this great moment where four, five, six, there's like basically only one in 16 are left. So you can be first or last. Mm-hmm. And four, five, six, like, I'll just get this over with. I'll go pick one. And then a guy stops him. It's like, I've been a coward my whole life. You know, I've never made any decisions. Please let me have number one. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's I will, <laughs> I will accede to your demand. And then we find out that that's the order they're playing in. And he made the yeah. worst possible decision. Yeah. Jesus. That was, that was a rough one. And then the game gets fascinating because at the core of one, because I mean, what happens you expect happens. People get a step or two. There's seven, like there's, I think 18 plates. So as long as like someone will make it to the other side, as long as, at least one or two people guess right the first jump. Yeah. Someone will make it to the other side. But as we see, it's it ain't that easy. And a lot of people die. The one guy, the mathematician, actually manages to make it to the other uh, Like, makes it, like, four plates before he dies. He actually yeah. guesses right four times in a row before the odds defeat him. But a lot of people die the first time. And all of this is being watched by the VIPs who are... All white men. And wearing these stupid masks. And all oh, those those accents were terrible. Well, I know. But the the key part is they're all white, white men. White men. Yep. And just if we want to know who's in charge of things, it's all white men. The very important people are all white guys. Remember that. They have all flown there because they've been watching all of the games yeah. on their private terminals, but they're here for the final game. And... One of them, uh, uh, now, meanwhile, the cop has knocked out and replaced one of the VIP butlers. Mm -hmm. And he has, uh, uh, I would say, sexually propositioned, but no, just claimed by one of the VIPs, because that is what VIPs think of human beings, as just playthings for whatever they want in a moment. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) And so he goes to uh, sexually assault the cop, and the cop turned the tables on him, and gets a video recording explaining everything about the game from one of the guys running it. We don't, and pointedly, we don't see this explanation. Nope. The cop knows how it works. We don't get the information. So then he runs, he gets in the scuba, and he's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to escape. But pointedly, as he drives, you know, uh, goes away in the scuba tank, because his plan was go in the scuba tank, wait for the boat to get there, then hide out on the boat as they're leaving. It's not a bad plan. We see that there's a blinking red light that means there's a tracker on the scuba tank. Yep. And as you point out, the trackers on the scuba tank really do suggest that they must have known. Yeah. Yeah. That that, uh, something was going on with the organ farms. Yeah, so they just... Yeah, yeah, it was just, when when were they going to... Well, honestly, if you yeah. look at it as they they let it go so they could find out all of the people who were involved, that actually does make sense. Like, if they needed to know everyone who within the game who was cheating and helping the players and doing the organ farm, like, it actually makes sense to let it play out until they knew everyone who was involved. So if you look at it that way, your theory that they knew makes more and more sense. Like, that they're actually, what they weren't getting away with it, as though they thought, even though they thought they thought they were. Yeah. But yeah, that scene where they walk into the, the MC Escher hallway, and all of the corpses are hanging there. Oh my God. I tell you this, this thing. Yeah. What an image. That MC Escher thing 
was just brilliant yeah. right from like the first time you see them all walking on this thing right yeah. and they're just going wow and this endless parade of people yeah like and, and who are in it like so the the line is in every part of the room at once mm-hmm. such a beautiful vision so and now we get to the the core of 101's character right which is and it's it's he's a criminal and he's been coded as a criminal he's done the wrong thing in every situation he is now they are four steps away from the end and he's at the front of the line and he just says i'm not moving because and this is the key this is what criminals are in capitalism they are people who want to win the game of capitalism without having to play the game yeah i know and yeah it's just this this coding like the whole thing yeah you're just taking all these bits and pieces okay yeah and and but and and that's the key part is like and that is why like so there are in capitalism there are three people there are people who play the game and it's it's rigged for certain people to live right and then there are criminals who want to win the game without playing it so they don't obey the rules and that's why there are police to make sure people play the game of capitalism and then there's the third class the people who think there's something wrong with capitalism want to try to destroy it who are called you know various unflattering names but like the nature of being a criminal under capitalism is someone who wants to win capitalism without playing mm-hmm. without following the quote-unquote rules to quote a thing from wise guy which we'll be talking about in style section at the end of the day laws are things that rich people create so that the next guy can't get rich the way they did yeah <laughs> i'm like okay albert you're actually making a good point there uh so they so we get the fantastic moment where and i can't ever uh the the sleazy woman it's embarrassing you can't remember her number or name uh uh right the the sleazy woman right goes and says okay fine i'm next in line after you i'll go and i'll play for you if if that if you're going to be a baby about this i'll go and i'll play for you and he's like, really? And she's like, yep, what the hell? And so she gets on the same plate with him. And then she's like, actually, no. Remember how you kept screwing me over? Here's what that feels like. <laughs> and she grabs him around the waist and falls backwards. And to their credit, they do reveal which plate was bad for the next two people. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out the next guy in line actually worked in a glass factory. <laughs> And he can tell the difference between tempered glass and regular glass if he looks at it through the right angle because of the way the color, the light passes through the glass. And so he gets them within one square. And they're, and the, the people who are watching the game are like, what the hell is happening? How come nobody's dying? I was like, how is he able to do this? They go through his file and they're like, oh my God, he worked in a glass factory for 20 years. Yeah. How did we not notice that? Yeah. So they turn off the lights. Yeah. And he is stuck. He they are literally one step away from freedom. And he can't decide which one it is. Uh, and spoiler alert, there's one minute left and they're all going to die if he doesn't decide, but he's locked up. And then as if he weren't the worst already, Sang Wu walks up and pushes him and shoves him. And everyone is horrified. I mean, it's just four, five, six, and 67 left, but they're horrified. And, oh my God, how did I not notice until this second that the two of them are a team because them their numbers are four, five, six, and six, seven. 
Like, it makes perfect sense that they would be a team. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, of course they were going to team up. We knew that the minute she picked his pocket. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're all horrified. And then the way they're all going to die is all of the remaining glass explodes. And she winds up catching a big chunk of tempered glass in her side. Yeah, they, they managed to get to the end. The three of them then get to yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And we get this great moment between four, five, six, and Sang Wu, where he's like, How could you murder him? And Sang Wu's like, Do you, how can you still not understand the rules of this game? Only one person uh, is getting out alive. If I didn't kill him, you were just going to have to kill him tomorrow. Yeah. Damn. Oh. And then we get uh, the next episode, Front Man, where they get a night. They all get tuxedos, and they all get treated to a nice dinner, and they all get treated to a knife. Yeah. And four, five, six finds out that sixty-seven is dying, and mm -hmm. she's not going to last long. And they talk to each other, and they're like, "Look, we can't let Sang Woo win. Here, here is where my family is. Here is where your family is." If one of us wins, the other one has to take care of them. Yeah. Well, that's, she says that, yeah, right? Yeah, she says that. But obviously he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's not totally clear, but she, you know, it's not said, but no. yeah, the impression is. Agrees. And, but he doesn't, like, he still he has not accepted. Yeah. He yeah. still has not accepted then that there's only to... one winner. Yeah. He he can't accept that. Well, and he'll never accept that. And that's why yeah. he's a hero. Yeah. And the key part is that he has the moment of Song Wu falls asleep. Yes. And he knows that <laughs> he could walk over there and slice Song Wu's throat. Yeah. But he can't do it. Mm -mm. Like, he still mm. can't do it. Well, he, oh. he's he's going to sort of do it. And she just stops. She yeah. she adds the that push of don't. Yeah. She does. Don't. Yeah. You know, because... he's he's betrayed his principles about mm -hmm. people once. Don't do it again. Exactly. But no, you're I absolutely mean, right. If you and think about it, it from our perspective. Oh no, from our perspective, it, analyzing him as character. Because she doesn't know Absolutely. Yeah. You know, she that... doesn't know what happened in the Gagangbu scene. Right. Yeah. He it's not like he told anyone what he did to Zero Zero One. Yeah. Right? And so he finds out she's bleeding, he runs to get help but there's no help coming. Yeah. And finally, help, he assumes help coming. But no, it wasn't help. It's just he was making so much noise that Sang Woo woke up and he realized he had a chance to murder 67. Jesus. I mean, yeah, she probably wouldn't live through she, the night. She wasn't going to... Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't going to live through the night anyway, but he's not taking a chance. And so he Ugh. slices her throat. And meanwhile, the cop has escaped... But he can't get any reception on the island because they're in the middle of nowhere. And he runs into the front man. He finds out it's his brother. His brother, he's standing at the edge of a cliff over a precipice. But, and he said, and the brother says, I will explain everything. I can guarantee you will get out of this alive. Just put down the gun and come with me. I will explain everything. And then, you know, the cop is, shoots his own brother in the shoulder. Yeah. And then the brother's like, well, okay then. And he goes out of his way to shoot his own. Everyone gets shot in the head in this show over and over and over again. But pointedly, the cop can't bring himself to shoot his brother in the head. Yeah. 
and the brother pointedly does not shoot the cop in the head. He shoots him just at the edge of his arm. <laughs> he shoots him in the least fatal place imaginable. And the brother goes plummeting off the side. And then the front man looks down and he's like, well, that's that. And they all go home. And that's why we're sure the cop's still alive, even though we don't see him in the last episode. Yeah. Like, we're, we're sure. He does stand there long yeah. enough to that see him he come might... up for water. No, yeah, yeah, that, he doesn't yeah. come up for water. No, what I'm saying is that he he watches to check and then he yeah. turns away. Yeah. Yeah, he comes up for air is what obviously what we meant to say. <laughs> but but his brother doesn't come up for air. Yeah. He doesn't come up for air. Although again, we don't know what he can do or not do. Yeah, well, he does only look down for 10 seconds before yeah. walking away. Yeah. But yeah. So oh so that's God. it. So and this is the key part, right? So now we get to Squid Game. And they flip a coin to say who's attacking and who's defending. And uh, the rule of Squid Game is everybody starts inside the square. And at the top of the square is a triangle. And beyond the triangle is a circle. And you have to put the, you win the game. The defenders win the game by pushing people out of the square. Mm -hmm. And the attackers win the game by someone putting their foot in a place where the circle overlaps the triangle. There's this tiny part where the circle overlaps the triangle. If you touch that with any part of your body, you win. And if you get it pushed outside the line, you lose. And here, of course, getting pushed out of the line means you get shot in the head by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Losing is dying. Losing is dying in all of these games. Mm -hmm. And as they, as they point out in the very first episode, it's losing is called dying in the kids version. Yeah. And that's, again, key to what all of this is. <sighs> all right. And so we get the game. We get the the final showdown we've been waiting for for the whole time between Sangwoo and 456. And they both have a knife and they both have their nice clothes. And it turns into just this unbelievably brutal fight between the two of them. Yeah. Which, via cleverness, Gi-hun, you know, actually manages to win. And then he walks over, and all he has to do is put his foot in, and again, it's taken out of his hands. He doesn't have to kill Sang-woo. Sang-woo right? kills Someone himself. Else, no, no, no. Even more than that, it, all he has to do is put his foot in that thing, and someone else will shoot, we'll shoot Sang-woo Sang for him. Yeah, he doesn't actually have to do it. Yeah. Right? The, it, the, the guilt can be assuaged, because it's just a game that they were both playing. But he can't do it. No. Nope. He walks back to Sangwoo and says, the rules are if more than 50% people agree to quit, the game's over and we can all can we can go home. And Sangwoo can't live with himself. No. He he looks at the idea of going home to, after all of this. Well, he was already going to commit suicide. Exactly. And he's like, I can't go back to the world and kill myself. And he's like, you know, the whole I, I can't do it when. And he stabs himself in the throat. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I tell you, brutal, brutal show, I tell you. Oh. And by default, even though he didn't put his foot in the thing, by default, four, five, six wins. Yep. They drug him. They throw him back. They take him off the island. They throw him back in the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> they take him back and boom, you won. And of course, you're thinking, what do you mean yeah. he didn't get the money? That's what I thought. What do you mean? You, of course he got you the money. Jerks. 
yeah. right? And then all he of a sudden he finds he, his, his, his American Express card. card. The mo- no, it's the mother's bank card. Yeah. The same one he stole at the start. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes back. He finds out there's 45 billion won in his checking account. <laughs> the checking account he shares with his mother. And he walks back and he sees Sangwoo's mom. And she's like, have you heard from my bro- uh, mother? And and he's like, and she's like, just FYI, uh, you should go check on your mother right away. She hasn't been at her stall in three days. And she was talking about how she wasn't feeling great. Uh, and so she goes and sees and his mother has died. Now, he did take 10,000 won out, though. Well, of course he did. Yes. Yeah, that's because to pay for the groceries. Because, yeah. yeah, it's a callback to what he was, I was always yes. begging people for 10 bucks. So he get groceries from him and his mother. Yeah. He was always begging people for $10 in every scene. Just give me 10 yeah. bucks so I Just can get 10, groceries for my mother. Yeah. It's $10. It's yeah. 10 bucks. What does it matter? And then uh, he goes and his mother has died. And that's a rough one. Oh, that was, you know, and so he just And then we collapses. get the smash cut to one year, year later. later. And we find out that he looks exactly the same. He is living in the same small, dilapidated apartment. He is buying food one day at a time. He is doing nothing. And so he gets a phone call to come into his bank. And by the way, here is my one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. That he gets, the bank calls him and says, why aren't you trying to make more money? The whole point of having well, money. Th- that's not what they call. Money. They just say, come in and meet me. Well, obviously. For a meeting. No, but so I'm he goes the in. Yeah. yeah. The reason they call him in is because under capitalism, anyone who chooses not to constantly be trying to make more money is suspicious. And the idea that he has $45 million in the bank, just sitting in his checking account, getting him half a percent of interest a year, you know, that 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 is offensive to and them. And he's not even using any of it. He's not even using it. He's going around and he's doing odd jobs and he's begging people for $10 for groceries. He's living the exact same life he always did. And then, and then, so, and then he wants to leave and he he asks the guy, the guy well, can you lend off. me 10,000? Give me the $10 bill. The guy says, sure, the guy sure, sure. Like, And of course he defers to him because under capitalism, a man with $45 million in the bank is of more value than a guy who just works at the bank. Well, and particularly, and it doesn't matter how weird he is. Doesn't matter. He's, he's a millionaire. He's allowed to be weird. Yeah. He's got money. It's, it's brutal because that's the crazy part. It's like he's behaving exactly as he did before he was rich. Except that his hair is worse. Like he's got oh, more his hair. hair. Is worse. Yeah, so yeah he's... he's like even more shabby. But at the same time, now people treat him with respect. He's the exact same person. But yeah. now a switch has been flipped. So people have to treat him with respect. Well, not everybody knows. Well, in the bank they do because not well, no, he's yeah. not telling anybody. Of course, but in the bank, that's the thing. Yeah. But if people knew he was a millionaire, they would all defer to him. Yeah. And he doesn't want that. And let's face it, he won't touch the money because if he touches the money, he has to admit what he did. Yeah. And he can't live with that. And and the things, here's the problem. The things, right, that he wanted the money for are gone. His mother yeah. is gone. His gone. daughter, his daughter is, gone. is gone. There is yeah. nothing. He has yeah. nothing left. And he doesn't even gamble anymore. He doesn't nope. smoke anymore. 
I don't. I bet you he doesn't even drink anymore. Probably not. It just doesn't. He's just nothing drifting. matters. He's drifting, and he's got. Uh, and he, there's, but he's not suicidal. Yeah. You know, so and, he has to live, and yeah. the living is. There's nothing. Well, he's just to, passing time. That's the thing. Yeah. That's all he's doing. Yeah. There's nothing else in his life but marking time as it goes by. Because it's like he's got the money. He could go see his daughter. He could move to America. But then he has to admit what he did to get the money. Yeah. He And it becomes real. In the moment he starts spending the money, what he did becomes real. Yeah. And he can't, he can't deal with that. And then he, he gets, gets the card telling him to come to Squid Game headquarters. Ah. <sighs> And he finds out zero zero one was behind it all, and he's still and alive. he's he's betrayed. And yeah. we find out the story, which is that he is a moneylender. Yeah, like he is the leech at the heart of capitalism, yeah. because capitalism, you know, churns people up and spits them out, and then they have to borrow money to stay alive, and then the people they borrow money from own them. Yep, and that's why the moneylenders are the people with all the money because they own the people. That capitalism destroys. They are the the leech at the heart of the whole enterprise. And he became unfathomably wealthy using people as a natural resource. Horses. Yeah. No different. It's no different. As he there. says, well, you know gambling. Yeah, you know, know horses. Said, well, people are just horses. Just horses. You bet on them and you make a little money. If you know how to bet, you make some money off of it. It's yeah. it's a it was it's just such a horrible. perfect scene, <clears throat> and then and, and then, yeah. Okay, he gets he he says to him, he says, "Well, I'll tell you. You want to know why I let you live? Yeah, because clearly, he let him live, and he doesn't tell yeah. him why he let him live. He just says, "Well, he said, look down there, and he looks at the drunk man, right? Yeah, and he said, look, he's gonna die." No, and no, and he'll freeze to death overnight okay, if nobody does so, anything. And what will you bet me if nobody, you know, helps him? Helps him. And Ji Hung says, any everything, everything. You can have all the money back. Yeah. And so the two of them watch and watch, and you like the beauty of this is the timing at any this time. Whole thing. Yeah. Right. And they sort of talk, but you just see that clock. Yeah. And that clock, and then Taking somebody away. comes. And the no. irony is, right, the irony yeah. is at any moment, four, five, six, Gi Hyung could just walk down there and help the guy. Yeah. I mean, this is the same. But he's, pl he's back in the mindset where he's playing the game. Yeah. But what I love about this scene, right, is that Gi Hyung doesn't have to go and help the guy. Not because, you know, um, not, not because uh, he's sure that someone's going to rescue, but because... The whole theme of the show, and we don't realize it until this scene, has been proving player 001 wrong over and over again. 456's life throughout the show has been proving 001 over and over again because... Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he's been proving him wrong over and over again because every part of his journey has been him helping people or people helping him. Every part. Over and over again, he has gone out of his way to help people. And people have gone out of their way to help him. In Red Light, Green Light, Ali saved him. Ali saved, like, went out of his way. Didn't have to do anything. 
saw a man about to die and saved him. In the squid game, in the, 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 what do you call it? In the, the candy game, right? In the candy game, uh, he helps everyone else. Yep. Like 30 people get another chance to live because he helped them. In tug of war, both Song Wu and Zero Zero One, you know, uh, help each other. I mean, they're saving themselves, but still, right? <laughs> like game after game, there are people there who are trying to help uh, make it better. And right at the end, Song Wu kills himself to ensure that uh, four, five, six gets the money. Yeah, right. Like over and over again, people have been risking things and sacrificing things to help people. And zero zero one. I mean, he wasn't caught. It wasn't costing him his own life. But he, in in a moment of just shame, he wet he wets himself, and. And four five six gives him his jacket, yeah, just to wrap around his waist, so no one will see. And then in the Gangmu thing, he saves four five six's life. Like it's been happening over and over again yeah. this whole show. In this in this brutalist depiction of capitalism, there has been so much just people helping other people, yeah, and people saving other people the whole time. And zero zero one has been so blinded by his pursuit of money that he never can't understood. see it. He can't see what's he, really been he, happening this no. whole time. And he still won't see it. And then no. this <sighs> drunk, this, this, this drunken man who's going to die yep. also gets helped. He gets helped. Yeah. And as he's right at the last helped, second, as he's proven wrong, zero zero one dies yeah in the moment he is proven wrong and we get that wonderful moment of four five six being like you died knowing you lost yep so beautiful you died knowing you lost was so good oh but just the idea that it's like this is a man who grew up in poverty who grew up rough and he got rich and he just had this utter contempt for the, con like, he so devoted himself to the game of capitalism, it becomes so, I'm going to tell you a fun story. Right? Oh, uh, this is what? A test. This is a, oh, I'm going to tell you a fun okay. story related to this. Okay? Okay. Social scientists did, uh, like, in a university, don't remember which one, you can look it up if you want, came up with an experiment to try and find out like, why are all rich people such shitty human beings? <laughs> like, why is, why are all rich people such trash human beings? Right? And it's it's wonderful. It's it's a good question. Is it something that being rich forces you to be? Like, do, does it just turn you into a shitty human being? And so they did a game where they got together groups of six people. It was four or six people, not important which. And then they would randomly select to play Monopoly. But the rules of Monopoly were different. Five of the people only got to roll one die. And a random sixth person got to roll both dice like normal. Right? But they started with double the money. And every time they passed go, instead of getting $100, no, instead of getting $200, they got $400. Now, as you can imagine, that made that made it impossible for them to lose. Like, now you can't lose the game of Monopoly. 
And again, if you want to learn about capitalism, play Monopoly. Uh, so they were simulating what would Monopoly be like if one of the players was born wealthy. Yeah. Well, they have advantages. And the key part is, the longer the games went on, the people became more and more jerked. They started making fun of the other players. They started gloating more. They would like, when people took money off of them, they would just like throw the money at them instead of just handing it over. And at the end of the game, when they surveyed the people completely separately from each other, all of the losers always said, how could I have possibly won? He had two dice. When he, when he, yeah, he, when had, he had two money. dice he more and with... double my money. Yeah. And he every time he always had more money than I did. How could I have won? And the But the key part is, the people who won said that they won because they were better at Monopoly and they made smarter choices playing the game. None of them could admit to themselves that it was the advantage they had at the start that made them win. Yes. Well, And in the same way, my theory about 001's mindset is he won capitalism. He got into money lending and he won the game. But he can't admit that he just got lucky. So he creates the like, so he uh, has contempt for all the losers who, oh, they're not suffering. Well, he made it on his own. Exactly. He made it on his own. But most people don't make it on their own because capitalism is either there are people with their fingers on the scale and there are people who get lucky. Yeah. He got lucky. But that's all that happened. That's all that happened. But of course, along the way, and he does talk about that, he lost all his friends. Clearly, yep. that's why he wanted to play that last game. He lost all exactly. of his friends. He lost anything that could have made his life possible yeah. because at one time, and I don't know if you noticed the slip at one time, it's almost as if he's going to say his daughter. Yeah. So obviously, but that was, wouldn't have been enough because, you know, because two, four, four, five, six does ask him, well, don't you have anyone to go to or anything? And he, he starts to say his, and then he's no, right? So obviously there is somebody, but obviously that somebody yeah. wants nothing to do with him. And yep. it's completely like he's lost everything. And yet he still doesn't get it. At the yeah. end, zero, zero, 001, even though he lets 456 live by giving yep. him the marble, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, he didn't have yeah. to, but he did. Nope. Um, You're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, because they could have still played again. Yeah, no, exactly right. They could have played another game. You no, know? And, he lets and him win. I mean, it's because he knows not he's going to live. Okay, but, but it's not only that he lets him win. Well, it's no, that he doesn't, he, he him... stops him from cheating him. Yeah. To win. Exactly. By just coming he straight up. He won't up. let him cheat him. I know. But I mean, it's I fascinating. Think, but I think the reason he does that is because on one level, he knows he's wrong about humanity. Yeah. Because, and, well, <laughs> because 456 has been protecting him this whole time. And 456 had nothing to gain by protecting him this whole time. In fact, That's everything to lose. Part. Everything exactly. to lose. In all of the earlier games, he had nothing to gain, but he yeah. did it anyway. Yeah. And... And the thing is, the thing that upset 001 and why he mm-hmm. called him in was because 
he hadn't spent a single dime except I guess that yeah. first ten thousand won. The first ten thousand won. Which to be fair was probably still in the bank account. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why aren't you taking part? Why aren't you being a good capitalist? You won like I won. Why aren't you you know, why aren't you living it up? Yeah. Why haven't you turned into one of the VIPs? Because that's not the be-all and the end-all of human experience, zero, zero, 001. And you let your chasing money blind you to the full human experience. <laughs> which is what capitalism is for, by the way. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was a fascinating show. It's fascinating such a good show. scene. And then you, we get the denouement. Because oh. now he's decided, okay. I... I I've, I'm emotionally through this. I'm going to yeah. finally do what I should have done in the first place. He goes and he finds 67's brother mm -hmm. and he gets 67's brother at the, uh, ha uh out of the orphanage mm -hmm. and he goes and he finds Sangwoo's mother who, who lost her shop. But you know what? She still goes to work every day. Yeah. She's still just selling food out of a cart. Yeah. Like she did before the chart. She hasn't let losing her son and her livelihood destroy her. Well, technically, real, she doesn't even way. know she's lost her son. But she she knows she knows her son for as far as she knows. Oh, she knows he's a criminal. He's so. on the run. She yeah. assumes he's a criminal on the run yeah. and is too ashamed to talk to her because she he lost all of her money. Yeah. But the the tragic thing is in this scene, you realize that Song Wu didn't have anything to be afraid of. Yeah. His mother would have still loved him. His mother would, and that's the tragedy of that scene, is yeah. Sangwoo could have gone home and just gone to jail, and his mother would have forgiven him and still loved him. Yeah. And he never, he didn't believe it. He believed that the success was all that people cared about. And because, and I mean, to be fair, his mother played into that, because every time she saw anyone, the first thing she said was, have you heard how good my son is doing? Yeah. And so she put that, I mean, yeah, on one level, she put that kind of pressure on him. But at the end of the day, she did love him and she would have forgiven him. Yes. Had she known. Had he given her the chance, she would have forgiven him. And that just, that just turns the knife that much harder. I know, eh? Oh. But yeah, the the payoff, though, that he turns over the son. To, she, he gives her a new son and he gives her, who the hell knows, half the money? Like it's, I mean, it's a huge amount of money. He gave her. Yeah, it's either half the money or a third of the money. And he's like, because I assumed, I, I can't tell how much he gives her. I assumed he was giving her a third of the money and a third would be for the brother when he grows up. But that was my assumption. Like he gave her Song Wu's third and he's holding back 67's third until the brother, you know, gets old enough yeah. to use it. Is what I was assuming. Although, that's not canon. That's just my theory based on the amount of money in that suitcase. All I know is more than enough money to take care it's, of I mean, everything. Every stack of um, stacks of bills are 100 bills. And those were $550 bills. Stop, stop, Don't bother. No, no. There's no, there's no reason <laughs> not to. I'm just saying, every one of those stacks was probably, uh, what do you call it? Five grand. Right? It was five grand. And there were a lot of stacks in there. Yeah. Like, that was a packed suitcase. Yeah, both sides, evenly yeah, packed. both sides. We could test it out one day, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it, you can find out how much money that was. But the point is, he's given her at least, maybe half the money, at least Sangwoo's share. And then he's like, and then he puts himself together. He goes, he gets a haircut. He shaves, finally. 
and he, he dyes his hair, hair red. Red is ready. Yeah, this is like this fashionable color. And he's like, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm living my life. I'm going back. I'm going to be a person. I'm going to go see my daughter. And he gets on the subway to go to the airport. And what does he see across the platform? The exact same guy who recruited him. Trying to recruit somebody else. And he screams at the guy not to play. And he demands the guy not play. And he runs over. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to catch the guy, but he can't. The guy, you know, has already gone. Gets on the and, train and smiles yeah, at him as he leaves. Smiles at him. Yeah. And then he goes to the airport. And he can't do it. He can't get on the plane. Well, he and Don't you just like, you want him to get on the plane. You want him to get on the plane, but there's, but because he's taken the, the thing yeah. from the other the other guy yeah. he's taken the card from the other guy so he's got the new number yeah and he can't he has to call it and he's like this is the winner and they're just like get on the plane because they know where he is yeah they know they, they've never stopped watching him how do you yeah. think they knew to do the, arrange the bank call how yeah. do you think they knew to like how to get in contact with him to go see zero zero one he's always been watched yeah and he says to them no like this like we can't let this system be in place. The system is too unjust. The system is too brutal. No, I have what he to says do something is, about it. We're not horses. Yeah, we aren't. Well, yeah, uh, I I was talking about the subtext. Yes, I know you're but talking about yes, the subtext. text is we aren't racehorses. We're not playthings. We're human beings and we're all human beings. And like, I'm we're going to find beings. you. I know. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Oh yeah, it was. It was a really good ending. Although, you know, well, you know, I mean, his daughter's probably better off at this point. <laughs> yeah, in America. In yeah, America, sure. with her mother and her father. Although yeah. that was strange too, right? The mother not yeah. having money, and every time I have need money, I have to get it from my husband, and I'm just that, going, okay, what the situation. friggin', what the. F- Friggin' way, or uh, have to look at the legal system in South Korea one of I these know, days. Right? But anyway, but no, I mean, he stands there and and it ends, and you know, there has to be a season two. Yeah, because we never find out what's going to the cop. We never found out how a guy went from winning the Squid Game to five years later running the Squid Game. Yeah, like we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with his. Uh, the the stepfather of his daughter, who to to his credit, he might be a controlling creep, but he did you know try to give him the cash for his mother's operation. Yes, he did try to do that. Yes, uh, well, a little bit of the cash. It wasn't going to pay for the whole thing, but like to get him on the way there. Because yeah. let's face it, if he'd gotten the money, if he'd taken the money, he would have tried to gamble to get the rest of the money, and we all know how that would have ended. Yep, exactly. Oh, it's so brutal. And it's just one thing after another. It is just horrifically brutal. And you get to the end and you're like, this has been a master class in how capitalism is awful. <laughs> like it really is. Because the whole game is about the myth of capitalism. Yep. And he's created this microcosm of capitalism. Like the entire experience all packed into six days of death sports. Yeah. 
I mean, this is, it is so different than anything else we've ever yeah. seen. I mean, rollerball. Uh, think of all of these. The dystopian these... fiction that tries to attack yeah. capitalism. Whereas here, and it does such an amazing job. It's unreal. I yeah. mean, it's just going, oh, wow. Well, and again, I, I know I already talked about it, but it's true. Like, the way the games escalate it. Yeah. Right? To, like, you think it's you against the system, and then you think it's you and other people against other groups of people, but then at the end of the day, it's always you against everybody else. You know? <laughs> There are, there are no, and it's like, he, he forces four, five, six into going through, and it's like, he has built this game to force everyone to go through what he did to turn him in to who he became. Yeah. And the, the tragedy is, he hates who he is, and he hates his life. Yeah, well, like, that's exactly it. And uh, on one level, like... He, he's turning other people into him in the hopes of like justifying the way he lived his life and the tragedy and of still making more one. money off. Well, it of too. course, and still making more money off of it, too. But like, <laughs> as they say, it's been 30 years of squid game. So that means he was so because he's what, 80 something now. Yeah. He was 50 something when he had so much money that he could never run out of money and could just like afford to start spending it on these insane death games. Because it's like money doesn't even mean anything anymore when you have enough of it, except the ability to compete with other rich people for who has the most. And that's what the other VIPs are. They're bankers from other countries, you know, or who knows what kind of industrialists they are. But they're probably bankers because they're they're close associates of him. Mm -hmm. So obviously, and this has been going on for 30 years. So while the guy with the white beard who's, you know looking to rape people might have been here from the start. The rest of the guys weren't in betting on Squid Game for the start. So, like, there have been other luminaries and VIPs of Squid Game, and we have to imagine that these are the guys who just showed up. There are other guys funding and betting on it who are just getting, like, the video presentation. Yeah. Like, these six guys aren't the entirety of Squid Game by any means. And that's, I'm sure, what they'll explore going forward. But it's like, the fact that he created a whole series of children's games that metaphorically take you on the journey of his life, right, to justify everything he did to get where he is, and to, at the end of the game, have him be proven wrong is such a perfect ending. Yeah, no, it was a perfect ending when you see the cop car and that the woman and they come to help. The, the old man and you're like oh my god he like all of it was a lie all of it was delusion all of it was just like those people playing monopoly in that university setting yeah. all of it was designed to justify the horrible things he'd done like it was all just a justification in his own head he's he's looking at his own mortality right yeah and he's like i'll prove it i'll go and i'll play the game I'll prove that I can win it and I'll prove that I am lucky and blah, 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 blah. And I'll win the game. And he doesn't. <laughs> well, no, but his chosen, but can't. his chosen, but he can't, he's too old, but his yeah. chosen avatar does win the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then he can't understand yeah. why his avatar doesn't become like him. Exactly. And that's money the has not moment. changed, has Some not moves. changed this man at all. Not no, has not gay 
four, mm-hmm. five, six. Yes. Four, five, six. It, and why, why I made you live through what I lived through. Why didn't you become me? Yeah. And the thing is, he knows he can do it to people because that's presumably what happened to Frontman, the yeah. older brother. Yeah. Is he did become him. And presumably he's the one still running things. That's, oh, yeah. Like, isn't that his voice on the phone at the end? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. thought it was. No, he's standing there. Yeah. You see him running the next sort of game. Oh, no, but I'm saying, like, he's so involved. Oh, you mean t- talking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's always him. Yeah. yeah, it's him on the phone at the end at the airport. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Four, five, six, yeah. just, yeah. Get, just on get on the plane. The plane. Yep. It's so good. Like, and it hits so hard and people, and again, it's not hard to figure out why it's so popular, which is everyone in, and I mean, this is, I'm going to get super political now for five seconds. Okay. 15 seconds. Everyone in the world knows that capitalism isn't working and no one's allowed to say it publicly in a large venue. They're just not. Like, no, can you imagine American television doing something as openly anti-capitalist as this? Oh, it wouldn't happen. No, it 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 wouldn't happen. happen. I I mean, mean, for God's sake, wise guy couldn't do it. Wise guy, yeah. Like, wise guy got canceled when they finally got openly. I mean, canceled for other reasons, but, uh, but no, it's like, wise guy is the closest thing we have, ironically, in retrospect, to anti-capitalist propaganda on American television. Who yeah. knew until we went back and watched <laughs> it again? But that's what it is. And it's, it, it is kind of dumb for not seeing it earlier, but it is. It doesn't go as far as Squid Game does. No. Anywhere near as far as Squid Game does. But fundamentally, that's not the water that American television was allowed to swim in. And I don't know what it is in the way media is funded and consumed in South Korea that they're able to get away with a message like this. But I think it's worth thinking about the fact that for frigging a decade, he tried to get this show made and no broadcaster would buy it. This was all written 10 years ago. Like he wrote Squid Game in 2009. As a result, it was inspired by the global economic collapse. Right. That's why he wrote Squid Game. Because he looked at the global economic collapse and what, you know, nonsense capitalism is and how it's designed to cause these crashes and impoverish people. And he's like, I'm going to write a show about this. And South Korean media said, thanks, no thanks. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he managed to get it done 10 years later. More than. Yeah. But yeah, he wrote it in 2009 as a reaction to the economic crash. And I like, are they going to do... This is like this show has become so powerful and so huge that like someone might make an American remake, but it's like is the American it remake won't going be. to get the point at all? <laughs> I, I, well, whoa! How much money you want to bet in that one? <laughs> well, no. See, the problem is I could pit the whole store on that one, and the answer is no. Well, I think the problem is in America, there's no way to do the show without also making it about race because race is so inextricably tied up with capitalism in America mm-hmm. because capitalism in America isn't just keeping the rich people on top. It's about keeping the white people on top. That's why in squid game, all of the VIPs are white Americans. Yeah. Well, no, I think there's a guy with an accent, but anyway, but the point is that it's a bunch of white men 
that's who capitalism is keeping on top. And I'm worried that if they tried to do an American version, they might, their messages might get confused. They won't get confused. It'll be changed. You're right. It'll be changed. Yeah, yeah, I, I have no illusions that anybody in American media, media whatever you want to say it, could do this. Yeah. No, it it just it just would never get either the funding or enough funding. For God's sake, Straczynski had a hard enough time finishing Babylon Five. Oh my God, did he? And ever... that that is also another political show that was taking pot shots. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's sure. a giant attack on you know. I mean, in the same way, it was a giant attack on American fascism, American-style mm-hmm. worship of the military. Hell, I mean. Like, John Sheridan only gets the job running the thing because he's a war hero. And yeah. they didn't look, and it's like, yeah, we'll we'll put a war hero in there, and boom. You know, it's like the, all of our problems go away because American worship of the military. Because, let's but face he, it, it's called Earth Force. <clears throat> it's obviously a stand-in for the United... Like, there's a, there's a world government. It's obviously a stand-in for America. That's 100% Oh, clear. yes, because the whole world yeah. is now. The whole world has become American in the future of Babylon 5. Yeah. As depressing no, but what an you're, idea of that is. Yeah, and what you're looking at here is, okay, the only solution is the Star Trek world. Yeah, it is. It is. Where there is no such thing as money. Yeah. The only way to get away from this is to destroy the concept of money. And I don't think it's going to be easy to do. Well, it took the Bell Riots. It took the Third World War. Yeah. The eugenics wars. You know, it took bad stuff happening to the world before they finally got there. You're absolutely right. Like, that's uh, it's it's kind of a scary future that uh, Star Trek is predicting. But there's a good part at the end of it. Unlike it's the funny. expanse yeah. where capitalism just makes everything worse over and over and over again. Yeah. No, Star Trek's interesting because they really don't go. They've only once or twice sort of. Yeah. We know about the eugenics wars. Yeah. Because of Khan. Yeah. We know about the Bell Riots. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of Deep Space, Deep Space Nine. Nine. Right. And then I'd say we know about something on Voyager, but Voyager never did a good job with its going to the past episodes. No. So what happens is, you know, like like you know that this There is world... going to be a period of tribulation before they get to yes, a Star Trek. Before they get to Eden. <laughs> yeah, before they get to Eden. Yeah, that's true. That's the best way to look at it. It's fascinating because like you've got this uh this incredibly powerful show. And I'm just so happy that we got a chance to see it. Because, you know, well, if it hadn't been a Netflix original, if it hadn't been Netflix co-produced, we might never have heard about this. No, Well, what's interesting, yeah. And for whatever reason, somehow or another, it became viable. Now, well, no, I, do... I, I think I know. No, I think the reason okay, it became viable. Why. No, it's it's because... COVID? Right there, well, <laughs> partially because of COVID. Well, no, because it, it is something they can shoot during COVID. Obviously, yeah. it's limited sets, and they're not, you know. Uh, but fundamentally, like I honestly think that maybe I'm being too optimistic, but there is enough, like there is enough of a groundswell, yeah, of people being opposed to the state of capitalism at the moment that I know this is going to sound insane that someone thought they could monetize that. You know, to to, uh, to talk about the uh, the old marketing routine that Bill Hicks famously did, where he's like, you know, marketing people are Satan, because it's like, 
because right now I'm talking about how they all need to be killed and marketing executives are watching me saying he's going after the anti-marketing dollar. That's a good dollar to go after. There's a lot of money in being against marketing. Because, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if in Korean Netflix and American Netflix, like the American headquarters and the Korean, you know, sub-organization, because countries like Korea have their own Netflix offices, they have to be approved by the corporate boss. They're like, there is money to be made, you know, tapping into this rage. And the difference between Squid Game and all the other corporatized attempts to look at, you know, um, protest culture is Squid Game doesn't pull any punches and it doesn't say there's good parts on both sides. No. Squid Game pulls no punches and it is 100% clear in its message in a way that you'd never see in an American production. And I think one of the things that factors into this, and I, this is me psychoanalyzing Netflix as a company, so that's going to be a weird thing because it's a company, not a person. But it wouldn't surprise me if, on a psycho psychological standpoint, they're the kind of company that is willing to take this risk to do bigger and stranger things and riskier things that people obvious there's, there's obviously a demand for because, and people have to wrap their head around this. This is going to be a strange thing that I'm saying to you. But wrap your head around the fact that Netflix has never made $1 in profit. Ever. We are 20-some years, no, 20 years almost, into Netflix existing. It has never made a dime. Ever. Not when it was mailing people DVDs. Not when it was doing both that and streaming. Not when it became essentially a broadcaster that mostly just makes original content. At no point in that life cycle has Netflix ever turned a profit. Ever. Netflix is an elaborate Ponzi scheme that keeps over and over again just going back to more and more banks and more and more venture capital uh, capitalists and saying, fund us with some more money. Here is how we're going to be profitable in five years. And then after those five years, they go to a new person and said, fund us some more money. Here's how we're going to be profitable in five years. They have never become profitable. Not when they cut out, mailing out discs, not when they jacked up our prices by 80%. Nothing. Nothing has ever made them profitable. Full stop. So, on one level, when your company's a giant capitalist scam anyway, <laughs> why not take a shot on something like Squid Game? Because it, Netflix makes money not by getting people to watch it. Netflix makes money by creating enough buzz in mindshare with the public that they can trick bankers into thinking that later they're going to be able to turn that buzz into money but they can't. There's no way to do it. It can't ever happen. But they just have to keep tricking people. And that is why I think Netflix is a place where something like Squid Game can happen. Because Net Squid Game is this risky thing that there's a that is a market that people obviously want to consume, but nobody's making it. And they're like, it'll get us the attention because the attention is how we get liter uh, legitimacy from bankers. And that's what it comes down to. Well, and they keep pouring money into things like this. So exactly. what the hell? And that's I mean, it. obviously, look at the stuff that's coming out of South Korea. Oh, I know. Um, but the funny thing is about South Korea, just to, just to go off off that, Please, you know, someone, because, go, go, go. because without Netflix, we never would have gotten this. Not even HBO would have done this. I mean, no. they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't get a second season for vinyl, for God's sake. I know. 
So, um, you think, Netflix, you think HBO would have paid for Squid Game? Of course not. Okay, so, but the, that's the other thing that is so strange about all of the shows that I watch because I don't watch the rom coms. I don't watch those things. Of course, yeah, yeah. So it's it's always there's drama, there's crime, there's lawyers, there's any all sure. sorts of things that I watch. And wait till we watch Vincenzo. Um, yeah, because you still have only seen the first the first one. two episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're going to be doing, that, Vinc- like, it's not going to be an, a six-hour podcast. We're going to be doing Vincenzo two episodes at a time. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. D- don't worry. We, we're we not going to continue this thing. We just had to do all nine episodes at once with Squid this Game one. Game at once, yeah. Um, because, but I think there's something in the South Korean psyche that keeps taking on yeah. all of these. Now, whether it has to do with the the that that military coup that somehow yeah, or them another defeating changed. a military coup yeah that changed the national character and but but they're still because all it is about is corruption yeah left right and center and money and corruption and corruption and more corruption right well, and i think that's true because it's it's become it just, a country that is fundamentally anti-fascist in a way that japan is a country that is fundamentally fascist south korea is a country that is fundamentally anti-fascist right like that's at the core of japanese identity is this corruption and fascism and at the core of the korean identity since the coup has been battling corruption and being against corruption so i'm not saying the coup was good for them in the end but it's like the the secret of fascism is the myth of fascism is that Oh, well, like the military takes over and then they run things, you know, in perfect order and do a great job and blah, blah, blah. And it's the old adage. Thank you. Yes, that's the old adage. At least the trains run on time. But the fact is, fascists have never been successful at anything. Like they're just bad at running things because fascism is capitalism running a government. And that means everybody is always out for themselves. And you can't accomplish anything if everyone's already out for themselves. Just like look at every, America right look now. At, look at America. <laughs> right no, if, now. If, like, how are you going to ever accomplish anything if it every, like, everything you want to accomplish as a country has a million steps? And under a fascist system, everyone gets a job not because they're good at the job, but because of how loyal they are to the dear leader. And the thing is, if you're only there... Because you're loyal to the dear leader, and the dear leader has made it his life's goal to personally suck as much money out of the country as possible. Well, guess what? Every single person along the line is going to cut themselves in as well. And that's why fascist governments never really function well, because they are a government that has enshrined corruption as its defining characteristic. And that's what shows up in a, 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 over and over again on these Korean TV shows. Yeah, like it's, all it's, of these it's, corrupt it's institutions. Fa- it, it's fascinating to to watch it from yeah from their point of that view. perspective. But this 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 Squid Game. Well, but that's what geez. that's that's what amazed me so much about um what do you call it uh designated survivor. Yeah, like the Korean designated survivor. Did you watch American it? One. Yes. Right? Oh, because it's so much more interesting with the shadow yes. of fascism 
the America doesn't have that comparative shadow of fascism and the existing coup over it. And so it's just about political gamesmanship and who can be in charge. In the original one, you just don't feel like, oh, this is all be done for some moneyed interests in the sense you get from the um, the Korean designated survivor. oh no the korean designated survivor is fat is fascinating it's so different because the and, story works better in their culture and we and we love and we love the american who shows up oh yeah absolutely the military <laughs> american know. and then our designated survivor just says thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it no <laughs> i know we're doing it yeah sorry nope 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 we're waiting yeah oh, and anybody so wants to go you really should go and see it yeah it's no yeah. squid game but it's worth watching even if you've seen the Kiefer sutherland version it's 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 on every level it is its own story it really is yeah. all right so um before we get into all of the other korean dramas we like we're yeah. gonna wrap it up here i hope you enjoyed us trying to unpack squid game for two hours plus uh however long this ended up being thank you so much i haven't been watching the clock or anything but it's certainly six o'clock and i I know we started before four so uh we've been here a while uh seriously though thank you so much for listening i hope you love squid squid game as much as we did i hope this guy like and i don't want him to rush out a second season because he no. has 10 years to work on this. Like, figure out exactly the next step to this story, and then make it. Because the reason second seasons of cable shows are always so bad is that between having an idea for a cable show and getting that show on the air takes five years. Okay? Yeah. And then, if that show is a hit, you know ha- you know how now have two months to come up with a second season before you have to start shooting the second season. <laughs> That's why all cable shows have terrible second seasons. Cause you had five years to plan the first season and two months to plan the second season. It is a universal adage. And I don't want that to happen to squid game. I don't want this show's powerful messages to be undercut because a guy, you know, because they want to strike while the iron is hot and make some more money. Because that would be the opposite of everything the show is about. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's yeah. incredible. I'm going to watch it again to see if I missed anything. And uh, I hope I'm a little more prepared for <laughs> episode six this time. Jeez. Emotionally, I mean. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... um. That's it for now. If you have any questions or comments or you want to suggest any shows you think we should watch, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, You can always find episodes of both Profiling Criminal Minds here and Style Section, the Wise Guy podcast, which is a fantastic show that you can watch all of online. If you're only here for Squid Game, considering getting into Wise Guy, because as we hinted, It's a more anti-capitalist show than you'd think a cop show about the FBI would be. Uh, In fact, it gets openly anti-capitalist right at the end in a way that is shocking for television. And that's uh, pretty amazing, actually. Uh, uh, So check us out for that. We're going to be back here with uh, Style Section episodes every Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's Wednesday. Uh, wait, no, this will be on Tuesday. Okay, well, this is yeah. style and section is Wednesday. on Wednesdays, and when we have stuff to talk about Criminal Minds, that's Thursdays. Um, but yes, so enjoy that, and of course, if you love the Korean dramas, check back here on the Tuesday episode of Profiling Criminal Minds because pretty soon we're going to be starting talking about Vincenzo. Yeah. So uh, that should be pretty amazing, too. Yeah. Uh, join us back here for that. But until then, I'm going to say au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.